This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. New scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Cooper Cronk gives a crash course in free market economics to the Big Four. Following from the massive success of Tim Grant, Kevin Aguama, E.T. and Idris, the West Tigers import yet another Panthers reject. Wayne Bennett employs a specialist home invader to dislodge Darius Boyd from his spare room. Plus, we look back on all the action from Round 5 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more This Week in League. Welcome to episode 249 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome to all our new listeners. As always, thanks for stopping by. Uh, if you're a new listener and you're on Twitter, give us a shout and we'll uh, get you some ready-made followers to uh, <clears throat> pack out your egg account. We had a couple this week and uh, some, of, some of them happened too late for us to sort of tweet out. Um, some of them happened earlier in the week and got a, a rousing response from Tool Nation. So thank you guys. The first one was uh, a soap opera for men. So that's our soap opera number four, men. And they said, uh, it's a long time, long time listener, posted on Twitter, Facebook a few times, but have taken the Twitter plunge. I'm a Tigers fan. Expectations set to low. And uh, everyone, everyone made uh, soap opera for men very welcome. Uh, you know, with you know, Tigers and the client stuff. And what Tigers a fantastic fans. week for you to join Twitter, <laughs> soap opera for men. Because, yeah, if, if, if nothing else, Twitter is basically a fantastic support group for Tigers fans. Yep. And it's so it's just so nice to Tigers fans all the time, and um, and so caring or, and understanding. Another way you could describe it instead of support group is like salty. Uh, it's like a, a group that salts the fucking wounds. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say a, you know an absolute common sense vacuum where Tigers fans can all get together and rock back and forth. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Campbelltown Campbelltown Salt Bay, just fucking <laughs> sprinkling. <laughs> <laughs> Leichhardt Salt Bay um, Luke underscore Evan one League lover and relatively new listener um, Wanting background to stepdad and tigers in decline jokes Keep up the analysis and caviar banter Thank you sir, welcome Luke Now um, the stepdad thing Okay, so before in the, we, we, I don't remember we started 2010 say Let's say 10. It, was 2000, yeah. it wasn't 2010 because it was 2009 it would have been a very fucking bitter, bitter show because that was like the Brett Stewart getting ra- railroaded on shit and like, yeah. and the stuff that happened to Manly in the finals that year as well behind the scenes. That was a, that was the, one of the worst years of rugby league for me because it was just such a sour fucking year. Um, <clears throat> so the stepdad thing. So from 2010 to, 2000 and to the end of 2015, uh, Glenn was the co-host of the show with myself. And then he uh, went to the ESL, and <laughs> <laughs> well, because that 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 dad thing it never happened until until the 2016 when when Jay came on board as the co-host, and then so people started using the analogy that it was like Jay was the stepdad and Glenn well, that, was the real dad. That's the thing. the The analogy came because he moved out to the country. Yeah, to like he went down career. the corner to get a pack of smokes. He's basically Kieran Foran. Yeah, exactly. He's chosen himself and how what often, he believes. How often does he tweet you people? Never. The good people of Twilight? Not pretty much never. Yeah. He's exactly Kieran Foran. So even some of the staunchest real dad ass lickers 
who were offering to hold his pocket. He's he's just absolutely in prison parlance. Yeah, as we as we are so familiar with in these um, parts. You know, he he's just completely brushed you and forgotten you. So. Yeah, don't we none? Doesn't he's he's he's, he's forsaken. He's forsaken uh, Tall Nation. So now Jay's become the well he came in was dubbed the stepdad mm. uh, as opposed to the real dad and uh now we you know a year and a, a bit through the stepdad's regime and you get to that stage where like you you know at first the, you know it's a, it's a it's like a, it's a surprise and it's like a shock to the system and you're like who's this guy you know in my house he's eating you know, cereal <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like talking to me like you know like I'm his, like I'm his fucking bro <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be cool, <laughs> Un- unsure of when to be a mate and when to discipline. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can't discipline me. You're not my real dad. <laughs> but then you, you know, then, then eventually, you go, yeah, this dude's alright. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, so we move past that stage. And then, but since then, we've had a couple of kids together. Yeah, and brought in a real mum. Yeah, so legitimate. <laughs> just to spice things up. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically a fucking reality show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's that's your uh, that's that's your stepdad thing. Tigers in decline. Um, look, do you really need that to be explained? That's uh, so. This show started circa well, it would have been round one or before round one, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. and um, in that year, that was when Lottie joined. <laughs> Lottie was in, and it was big, and, and like Glenn had a little song about Lottie, like you know. So Glenn, Glenn, the real dad, was a Tigers fan. Yeah, he was a Tigers fan, and that probably did exacerbate the, and also, you know, the focus that, of this. Let's thing. just throw this in there so people understand. Real Dad was born in Penrith, yeah, and supported the Tigers. Yeah, was born in Penrith, which is in New South Wales, and supported Queensland. Yeah, he was born in Penrith, but he lived in Eds and supported the Magpies. And then when the merger came in, he supported the Tigers. So that's yeah, you know, that's fine. His pathway to the Tigers is, is, is legitimate in my view. He's a, he was a fan of one half of the JV, so that's fine. I oh, know, but I'm saying he had he had a legitimate reason to ditch him and didn't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and um, and yeah, you're right. He did this. The the other term that you'll find in state of origin uh, time of year, which uh, won't be as as prevalent this year, is state trader thing, because he was born, raised, had his first job, out of school, everything in New South Wales, and support Queensland in state mm-hmm. of origin, and uh, you know, state traders are the last form of life. But Tigers and Klein, so that year, full of promise. Lottie Lottie came on board. He was he was the missing link. <clears throat> He was the, the piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and they're and, and looking good. I mean, that was that was the year that they lost in that, that epic 90-minute or 100-minute, whatever it was, match in the finals mm. where the Roosters, you know, with Braith kicked that field goal from like 40 metres out from like, you know, five metres in yeah. on the left. And, and, and I was after that game, you know, I think, you know, that, that's kind of like... He wasn't the West Tigers fan to put his fist through a wall at home after that game, but there was one that did. Um, <laughs> Benji, how you doing? Um, <laughs> so Braith bundled the Tigers out. Yeah, well, well, he he remember remember the the they were losing. They were they were winning. The Tigers were in front. Was it they were they were in front fifteen fourteen, yeah. and then that field goal came and tied it up, and then they went to extra time, and they played a long period of extra mm. time, and then uh, it was like you know, Liam Fulton threw that pass and got an interception. Yeah, and but, but this is what I'm saying. So Braith. Yeah, and their yeah. recruitment strategy from then on almost immediately we, after we yeah, yeah we did break the wall you know what was the only thing that stopped us preventing us from winning that nail ball at 15-14 break and Asta let's so get him if we had a break and Asta we yeah. win that game exactly mm. 
that's some that's some like Parramatta level recruitment shit. But yeah. they were looking promising. Twenty eleven, they got to with win in one game in the grand final. They lost it the death. Lottie dropped it, spilled a bomb. Kristaninu scooped it up and scored, I believe. And now, that who, would have been epic for the show because that would have been Manly versus Tigers. Grand who was final. the coach of that Warriors side? Well, Ivan. And if we had a coach yet again, <laughs> if Ivan was telling Lottie not to drop that bomb, fucking Tigers logic. Ergo. <laughs> They took a few years to get to that one. Then the Tigers have pro- progressively become disappointments, and even though they've had little moments of positivity and cause for hope, especially like the start of seasons. And Was stuff, it last year or the season before that they were they were favourites? Season always, before they're nearly always favourites. Um, season before maybe they weren't favourites last year. This year they were favoured fairly heavily though too, be- not the favourites, but they were favoured pretty heavily just because of the way they had that mid to late charge of the season and almost yeah. made the final. So um, yeah. the fact that they capitulated and lost by sixty when they had mm. to, you know, just basically come through unscathed. Yeah, that's Tigers in the climb, man. They like just, <laughs> you can't stop a tiger from climbing. The climb. That's it. They love it. They yeah. love it. Uh, and and this year, good win in round one. Nothing since. Yeah. And and in there some real capitulations again. And even against Melbourne. Yeah, first half, fantastic. Fourteen nil, probably should have been up twenty six nil, but they were all over them. Yeah, like smashed Melbourne harder than they've been smashed since the two thousand eight. And then final. a decline. And then within the game, that game yeah. was that was literally an eighty minute encapsulation. That was, that was of Tigers, in Tigers inception. It was a decline within a decline. Yeah, that's. But that's like the that's that's like the the crib notes though that one. Yeah. Like you can watch that game and go see what happened. Look how look how good they were. They were dead set premiership winners in that yeah. first twenty minutes. They carried it on through to about the thirty fifth minute. Oh, here we go. Melbourne Storm's got a try right before the break. Yes. And uh, that's the end of the game. <laughs> so now, yeah, if you're new to Twitter, you may not know the hashtag thing. Okay, so hashtag is in decline is the main one. And whenever that that hashtag originated, I think it might have started in twenty twelve. Uh, it pretty much won the hashtag of the year in our end of season awards every year to the point that last year we just we just canned the category we just canned the category because <laughs> it was going to win again and um, and because of, because of lack of viable competition to even fill four slots on a ballot yeah well it, it, w- it would have just been different variances of tigers in decline yeah yeah exactly and and, and this <laughs> someone tweeted us this week who said yeah you should just, re- just retrospectively just award that yeah. and, and I'm inclined to and I think the Tigers in decline again there are variations for example like this year Tigers in decline with a 6 instead of the G um, 6 or 7 although that was last year and 7 yeah, is a, the is a 7 is a T at the start and um, yeah and that's also yeah that's, it kind of splits yeah. the vote a little bit but yeah hashtag Tigers in decline is a thing it's a, it's a it's a it's a legitimate scientific theory. Uh, it's been proven for years, uh, and it will continue to prove itself for years. Yeah. Even if they win a grand final, it'll find some way to prove itself. But what it does do is it's also <laughs> a nice let out for Tigers fans to legitimately every year say that well you know what look we can write this season off and we know what we need to do and we can come back stronger next year mm-hmm. because that's what's been said every single fucking year. Yes. Yes. Um, but that tiger will decline. Yep. So I hope that answers your questions, Luke. Uh, Turtle Killer 197. Name of Tom. Took your advice. First tweet ever. Go the Dragons. In brackets, a realist butt. No small fan syndrome here. My son, my son asked why the fuck I need Twitter. Tell your son so he can interact with other fucking rugby league fans mm-hmm. and to shut his little shithead millennial mouth. 
Mm. Your mind is fucking language. Exactly. I mean, God, I, I, I would hope. I would hope that you just dead set clement him after <laughs> after that filth, flying filth. Um, <laughs> welcome aboard. Yeah, welcome, sir. Feel free if your son's on Twitter and he's giving you the shits, throw him to the fucking mercy of Twill Nation. <laughs> if he doesn't clean his room up. Yeah, I'll fucking tell him. I'll tell him. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and today, we were tweeted by our Egg Council Creeper. <laughs> and the Twitter handle is at underscore underscore, <laughs> then the word underscore. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... Um, oh, fantastic. <laughs> and so, <laughs> this is a long time coming, but there's a, a Twill listenership on the NRL Reddit sub, and I didn't know that at all. So, uh, keep up the good work, boys, and... Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Mm. So, uh, so I will have to check out the NRL Reddit sub because I, I, I do frequent Reddit, but generally only for a couple of for a couple of things, and they're usually Pokemon related, <laughs> Pokemon Go related, like the research group that uh, talks about the upcoming events and stuff. So, uh, I will add the uh, NRL one to my subscriptions. Yeah, nice one. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, keep an eye on things. Do an AMA. <laughs> We're two fucking idiots who host the fucking podcast. AMA. Yeah, AMA. Isn't that what this shit is every week? Why, 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 have, you got a, why have you got an AMA? You guys ain't shit. Don't ask me. It, it's not like we've refused to answer anything. <laughs> and uh, you followed up again, and, and I just said, yeah, 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 nice handle, motherfucker. <laughs> and he said, uh, the tag uh, underscore. Word, the word underscore, then another underscore may or not have already been taken. And I'm thinking, at, at that moment, I'm thinking, this motherfucker's come out of the blocks, with a, a leg- legitimately announced themselves as a potential Gronk of the Year. Oh, yes. And then the very, they tweets again and said, oh, by the way, I've got my eyes on Gronk of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> Gronk of the Year. Dude, you're in the mix. Well, I'll already. tell you what, there's not many contenders this year. No, not Home, at all. Homes of Sexual is taking some pretty fucking low-hanging fruit. Yeah, he's a shadow, shadow of his former self. Yeah. Shadow. Like, he's basically just saying the Tigers aren't very good yeah. and, and waiting for the implosions. Yeah, exactly. Um, fucking Chapo announced himself as a contender. Oh, like four years ago or something? No, no, he announced himself this year. Oh, yeah, he said, he said I, I, I want it. Or yeah. I want, yeah, yeah. He's going to reclaim but, his... But he didn't announce himself as a contender through, like, amazing tweets or anything. It was just like, oh, no, it's my it's my title. Okay, motherfucker, do something. Oh, yeah, with words, not actions. <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. fucking Chapo all over. Yeah. Up your game, son. Yep, exactly. Um, so, so thank you, new listeners. Uh, and yeah, we always like to hear the stories of, uh, of new listeners and uh, we'll mm. put your Twitter handles out there so you get tons of ready-made followers to talk league with. Uh, it's Mutsy. New episode drops on the one day. I'm stuck in traffic for two and a half hours. Hashtag always look on the bright side of life. Hash big wet. Hash B&E storm. Mm. I hope nobody got flooded the fuck out in that shit. Yeah. You, you would have lost power. Right? Your area lost power, right? Um, no, we were pretty good. We were uh, normally we would yeah in that, that yeah I thought, I thought you were area lost. yeah yeah um, but yeah it's good. we we had a creek next to us that got high enough yeah um, and then we sit outside there and watch all the kids come down and play in the stormwater disappear and never come back up <laughs> yeah look you know what oh. I, the toughest choice I have to make that day is if I go down there and explain to them that there's probably sewage in it. <laughs> we decide not to. <laughs> so. You got to you got to find ways in. Yeah. So we had a bit of rain, and uh, but yeah, it's like the highest house mm. on a street that's a hill. <laughs> yeah. in the suburb, it's a hill. Yeah, 
never ever going to have any flooding problems here. We're still so. going. But, uh, yeah. People in Bundaberg, stop yeah, fucking looting houses. Oh, and these motherfuckers that drive it, like... It's not even dudes with like like four wheel drives or snorkels. These are these are fucking people like in a Camry or something. Your triple S pulsars not getting through the fucking puddle, mate. <laughs> it's, it's just nuts. But uh, yeah, it was fucking just um, wasn't wasn't hairy here. But hopefully hopefully everyone escaped. Yeah, uh, you know, with all their valuables dry and intact. Uh, Tool Nation jerseys. Exactly, exactly. Uh, heard from an old friend this week. Uh, TWI cost Jason. Stop it. This week in Cost Jason said, how, clean, how quickly things change. Now Stepdad is talking up Austin for Origin Hooker. A little throat injury and Rory's forgotten. He is well and truly forgotten, though. Oh, he's fucking <laughs> in the, the realms of obscurity. Yeah. <laughs> Cavernous hope. This is on the eternal the eternal Android question. <laughs> pod Kicker is a great Android pod app. Get them ASAP. There you go, guys. Nice. Mr. Underscore Wars. Listening to, a, this, listening to This Week in League at a breakfast buffet in Ho Chi Minh City, spreading the gospel, because Vietnam loves their NRL. The breakfast buffet, does, does he mean that there's, you know, more than four different sorts of working girl in front of him? Or? I don't know. I thought it was like more than four different flavours of tin tuna <laughs> and carrot sticks. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> motherfucker. Need a beater. Another perfect episode of This Week in League for my three-hour train from Venice to Innsbruck. Thanks, fellas. Fucking la-dee-da. fucking cultured... I tell you, there's some travelling motherfuckers around here. Yeah. Giannis underscore Mateus. Except for this cunt, who does yeah. nothing but fucking stay at home and jerk off over Gareth Widow. Talking about this Broncos thing, this Broncos fans thing you were saying last week. Broncos fans need validation because their real dad left them and came back angrier. But that won't happen to us, right? <laughs> won't happen to you guys. No. Um, and, you know, a lot of Broncos fans come out and going, like, what are you talking about? No, we're not saying that they're any good. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Which is kind of like the same defensive stuff that yeah. is what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, um, Eddie NZ. How long is the grace period before you put up with a Twitter friend ranting about their team before you block that mofo? I need more information on the type of ranting. Yeah. I mean, if it's someone just, you know, their team's winning or something and they're happy that they're winning, you know... You, you must allow the rules of Twitter. If it's this year, it's like a Dragons fan. Like, I mean, you don't see it very often. Yeah. It's like so. It's like fucking Halley's Comet. So why would you... Yeah, just let them have their fun. Here's the rules of, of Twitter, right? If somebody's team is winning, mm-hmm. you cannot begrudge them gronking off. Yeah, you can, and you can you can talk back to them. However, and stuff. that's fine. However, when they lose, you must mercilessly rip into them. Yeah. For going off early. Yeah. They, the, yeah, they must pay. And you if they get tweets. if they get the shits with that, yeah, hit hit mute. Don't block straight away. Look, the way I work, and it's not this is not people talking about their football team. This is people that are just just being fuckheads on any subject. Hmm. I'll throw I'll throw them a mute for a week. Just consider it like a. A short sentence for a misdemeanor offence, yeah. And then, I'll, then, they, then the mute comes off, and if they're still carrying on like a fuckhead, they'll get a fortnight. <laughs> then they come back after fortnight, and then you always you notice when they when the, I find that when you really notice that they've come back off mute, you're like, oh, they're back. Oh Christ, here we go again, <laughs> a month. <laughs> and if they're a month, and they come back and they they violate the conditions of their parole after a month away. Then that's it. They got to go. Yeah. 
Because what's the fucking point? You can't but have you, these people permanently muted. You've got a pretty high gronk tolerance, though. I have very high tolerance. Very, so, very high tolerance. People wouldn't think so, but yeah, I've got a very high tolerance. Yeah. I look at I I, I let a lot of lot of shit pass pass on my timeline. Yeah. But uh, especially people in purgatory. Well, purgatory people. Yeah. Those people just get uh, permanently muted, <laughs> and I only see them when they tweet me. <laughs> that happens. That happens a little bit. <laughs> I think I mentioned <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I, if there's someone I don't follow out there, I do apologise because I've got so many fucking accounts like, you know, for businesses and, and you know, the podcast yeah. and personal and stuff like that. Generally, I'm following everybody on something. But occasionally, I do find, like, I'll see, I'll, I'll see, I'll, I'll, I'll realise I don't follow them on whatever account they're actually tweeting me at the time. And so yep. It's not, it's not, it's not on purpose. I just don't look at, I don't know how many followers I got. I don't look at when I get new ones. Yeah. I don't have the email notification set up, so I don't know when I get a new one. I, I just don't, don't really care. Mm. Um, but yeah, then when I notice my mistake, I rectified. So mm. apologies if that, if that's you. Uh, at I underscore am underscore a underscore warrior. Fucking Jesus. Sort your fucking underscore life out, mate. I thought you were high when you picked the Seagulls win. For fuck's sake, now can we look forward to a three and a half hour show? No. Hashtag stupid cocks. No, mm. it's not going to be a three hour show this, this week. It's going to be two hours on the button because uh, we're running late. We're back to a deluge of fucking darkness. Caleb Shanks getting strange looks because I laughed so hard at Nate's hype train leaving choo choo. Hashtag choo choo motherfucker. He's going, I actually want hashtag choo choo motherfucker merch now. So we were talking about this before and what, what it would be. I like the idea of like. <laughs> Like a Thomas the Tank, <laughs> like with a face. I don't know what the face would be, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Just thinking out loud. <laughs> and see, well, you know, in in the spirit of everyone, you know, the the whole run DCE thing was yeah, a, yeah. an homage yeah, to something. Yeah. What was the Soul Train logo? Oh, fucking need to look it up. But yeah. So if you do the Soul Train logo, yeah, which I got a feeling. Train. And if there was a secondary tag on ha- that, and then just hashtag Choo Choo motherfucker. Yeah. Done. Mm. Done. Uh, Stuart Marler, that uh, today my four-year-old girl said, the Tigers haven't won since I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> and my two-year-old boy wore a dragon shirt. Had a Tigers fan in the closet. That's dirty. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Occupy Duckburg. Uh, hurry up and retroactively award the 2015 hashtag. Hash Tigers in decline with the S being a five. And then he's got hashtag Tigers in decline with the six being a G. So um, we, we really should. Uh, Mr. Wars again, he said, uh, this place is a real thing. Drove past it on my way to the airport in Ho Chi Minh this afternoon. Gutted I couldn't stop to listen to this week in League Inside. The Vuvuzela Beer Club. Oh, fucking hell. Like some sort of nightclub or, uh, yeah, something. Vuvuzela. Why? That's just fucking commercial suicide, isn't it? It does. It does look like the sort of thing that happened in Caxton Street. Yeah, it does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Vuvuzela, you like a like a beer horn sort of thing. Like they'd probably be useful as that, rather than those yeah. obnoxious fucking things. That, yeah, know, they are. Yeah. MJ Eagle Twenty Three. I've been a fan of this week in league a couple of years now. And one thing I've learned: the show is way better after a manly win. Don't know if it's better, but it's fuck. It's easier. It's fucking longer. <laughs> it's not necessarily. Not necessarily. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, uh, gee, it's easier to get up for it though, oh my god. Uh, our pops, last week's ep had an extra sprinkling of nerd talk, boys. I don't know what you're talking about, slips. <laughs> I don't remember, what we, I don't remember what I talked about five minutes ago, so. Oh, he's probably listened to us fucking four times huddled in his 
basement yeah. cyclone yeah. shelter. We welcome the nerd talk. We're happy to happy to talk about nerd stuff as well. But we are we we are well rounded individuals yeah, and can dress freely on numerous topics. Yes. So <laughs> you have an advice col- advice column every week. You smell of fine mahogany. <laughs> Very important man. Uh, Kevin underscore Cook 99 what day does a pod come out each week I just put this in there because I thought well yeah maybe new people don't really know look we we uh, tend to record this year um, early on Wednesdays and so it's kind of out by you know like 8 o'clock or you know mid sort of evening on a Wednesday this week we're recording later for the first time in the year we're actually recording at night time on Wednesday so it's going to be out you know sort of after midnight probably Um, but generally like Wednesday evening at some stage E underscore rascals I'm expecting a three-hour, 100-meg-plus pod this week. I finally found Wi-Fi, which means I'm on the incline like the Tigers. Well, you're not, then. <clears throat> Unless you're in the Northern Hemisphere, so your incline is actually a decline from our point of view. Yeah, but then the Earth is flat, so then how do you explain that? <laughs> There's no incline or decline. <laughs> explain a mountain, then. <sighs> Look, it's flat is flat, mate. It's all an illusion. Magnets? How do they work? <laughs> Look, there's a clear. There's, there's too many chemtrails <laughs> that, are, that, are, that are giving you mind-altering drugs. <laughs> um, once again, we thank our good friends from Super League Pod for their weekly roundup of everything happening in the land of crooked smiles and inadequately cooled alcoholic be- beverages. So make sure you give them a follow on at Super League Pod on Twitter, and more importantly, give them a listen. And uh, here they are with. Uh, this week's segment, formerly known as This Week in Luke Dawn. Hope you're all doing okay with Brexit. Thank you, gents. Tom and Mark from the Super League pod here. Here to wrap up everything from round seven in Super League this week in Michael Dobson. And we start on Thursday night where it was Salford, Red Devils 22, St. Helens 14. And it was the aforementioned Michael Dobson who was the star man for Salford. Ably assisted from the bench though by the bubbler who is settling in well at a resurgent Red Devils. A massive defensive effort from former West Tiger Flash Flanagan helped to see off a Saints comeback inspired by Alex Wormsley and Mark Percival. As Saints' new NRL imports, Ryan Morgan and Luke Douglas are still making little difference to the Red V. It was hashtag Tigers on the rise this Friday night as Castleford continued uh, their good form, thrashing hapless Huddersfield 52 points to 16. Hat-tricks from England halfback Luke Gale and man's best friend's best friend, Joel Monaghan, were the two standout performances whilst Ben Roberts also crossed for the home team. Ex-Melbourne Storm forward Ryan Hinchcliffe got on the score sheet for Huddersfield, but there was really nothing for him his teammates to write home about in this one. At the same time, over at Headingley, it was Leeds Rhinos 26, your world champion Wigan Warriors 18. For Leeds, it was a good grub, bad grub, as Carl Ablett niggled his way through to a man of the match display, whilst Brett Ferris faced a long layoff for a nasty crusher tackle on Wigan's Oliver Gildart. Individual pieces of inspiration from NRL target George Williams weren't enough for Wigan, as Callum Watkins starred again at last for the resurgent Rhinos. 
And Warrington's poor start to the season experienced a minor uptick this week as the Wolves fought back from 8 points to 20 down at half time to secure a creditable draw, 22 each, with Hull FC. Kurt Gidley kicked three out of four from the goal line uh, for the wire, whilst FC Short saw Mercurial halfback Albert Kelly cross for the fourth consecutive game. Kelly has now been granted compassionate leave to return to Australia, and we all wish him well, but none will be keener than FC coach Lee Radford to see him back on Humberside soon. Also on Saturday afternoon, it was Lee Centurions 24, Witness Vikings 37, the first win of the season for the Vikings. Who'd have thought that Josh Drinkwater, be, Drinkwater being missing would have such an effect? Maybe the Tigers should have given him more, more of a run in the midst of their decline. Lee missed his organisation as Witness Hearts, Danny Craven and Tom Gilmore ran the show for the Vikings to finally get a win on the board. Newcastle Knights former legend Chris Houston led the Vikings defensively with 40 tackles with no misses. And the final game of the weekend saw cries of Zutalor from the home fans as Catalan Dragons lost their fourth consecutive game 18 points to 38 whilst hosting Wakefield Trinity. Wakey's wingers Johnston and Jones Bishop combined for five of Trin's tries uh, whilst Kristen and Inu crossed for Drac with Skeletor himself kicking their goals. It's a case of no bird no victory for the Perpignan team who seem unable to muster a win without the Grand Duke of Grubbery Greg Bird in the side. All that leaves the Northern Tigers on top of Super League with Crisis Club leads just behind them in second. Salford move into the top four. The bottom four remains the same, but all teams have now have points on the table. That's not even Kurt Gidley's active early retirement could prevent Warrington moving on to one competition point at the bottom of the table. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you guys are doing well with Brexit and... Um... Well, the country isn't plunged into into, into chaos. It, every time I get a little bit worried about Australia, yeah, I just go and read some articles about the British people asking how they were going to move Britain, <laughs> or you know, just stuff like how are they going to compete in certain soccer tournaments. Did you see that thing it's, on um, on Facebook where that chick wrote a post? saying about how Australia was just like a fake contract. It was real, yeah. It wasn't real, and they, they shipped all these convicts off and just basically put them to death or whatever. And, and there's been photographs from, like, South America and places like that that have purported to be this yeah. country, Australia. No, man, don't. Don't. Because I, I mentioned that, like, yeah. off the cuff, I was getting a haircut. Yeah. And the the barb was talking about, you know, weird, yeah. weird stuff you see on Facebook, and I mentioned that. Yeah. And he's gone full fucking tinfoil hat on me. And that gone, bitch, she got a point. And gone, but you know what though? There's an island like that because it was this island, and people started living there and making things and manufacturing things, and it wasn't an official country, so they just bombed it and killed all these people. And I was like, oh, "Fucking hell, man! You, you got a sharp object really close to what my neck." What, 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 what was that? What was that island called? I know, oh, I'm fascinated, fascinated by people that believe dumbass shit well, like that's like, earth and like, sort of like man, Scientology, all that shit. I'm fascinated by it. And I could end the conversation. He said, you "Just Google it, man. Google it." And I'm like, "Google man, what? I don't want to Google it. Then they'll know that I know." And he's like, "Yeah, good point." And he shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's the fucking best. Oh, that that guy fucking knows, man. He's got the documents. Yeah, <laughs> he's seen the documents. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Email. Hi, guys. This is from Andrew. Hi, guys. I love the NRL. It's getting a lot of exposure from Fox Sports, so I stay up late to watch a lot of matches. I found your podcast from the Reddit's NRL subreddit. There you go. Fantastic. 
You guys are fantastically entertaining. I love that your podcasts are a few hours long. You guys are really good at what you do, and it's obvious you put a lot of effort into it, which is so appreciated. After a week of binge listening, you guys are easily one of my favorite podcasts, right up there with BBC's Football 5 Live Daily. Thank Oof. you so much. Cheers. So that, he's a Brit? He's a... He's a I, I, I got the impression he might have been a, um, a Yank. Yeah, okay. So what, what time would NRL be over in... Oh fucking! So it's sometimes it's it's you, well, you know it's like trying. I would you know you don't because you're not really into NFL much. But um, no, I enjoy sleep. There are ga- yeah. It's just, I mean, there's, there's games that start like on Monday morning at like three and four a.m. Yeah. on time of year, and it's kind of like that for for those guys as well. Yeah, and, okay. and late nights, so depending on depending on which, <laughs> you know, what time of day, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what time slot the match yeah, is here. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know our, our buddy Hilgenfeld as well has to has to to organise some early mornings. Just to, you know, like, you know, because he follows East, so whenever they're playing, you know, sometimes it's like, okay. Someone not told the poor cunt that because he follows the Roosters, he doesn't actually have to watch or involve himself in any way with the sport. Unless they, until the finals roll yeah. out or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for your email, Andrew. And he sent that last week. I just, um, unfortunately, I missed it. And um, I had it marked there for the show, and I just forgot when I was putting notes together. Yeah. So apologies for the delay, sir. You're welcome. Uh, the membership stuff... Got a quote in at the moment just for the, the change that we're talking about for the hoodie in terms of the colour and that sort of thing. As soon as that's back, they're going up for sale. So, uh, and you're setting up that other side of things. So, yep. Pretty much, pretty much good to go. Should be, you know, over this Easter break at some stage, I would say we'll get them up. Uh, Claire Simo said, Will you do ladies' sizes for the members' hoodies? We'd love to get one if the sizing is good. We do sizes for anybody, kid sizes, we, any size that we can, we can get as far as the, uh, the garments. We will do those yeah. sizes. So, do you put the measurements up? I don't yeah. remember if yeah, you, we get the manufacturer's yeah. measurements. Okay, so, so yeah. the measurements will be up. There's yes. not going to be like a, a ladies small and a men's small. Yeah, no, it won't. It won't, it won't, it won't be, be in, in mystery, and it yeah. probably won't be a ladies cut one. But there will be like you know they'll they'll be they'll be going down to like extra small or whatever yeah. you know like kid size ones. So so if you know fucking do that thing where you tie it up in a knot at the front if you want the ladies cut. All the they do that. They do that with hoodies. That the Instagram models do that shit. Do they? Yeah. See, I wouldn't know nothing about that because <laughs> because I, I, I basically just follow like suicide girls and they're usually like naked. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family orientated show. <sighs> Look, man, you ask the question. I suppose lot, there's lots of listeners out there that follow a suicide club. Yeah. So once again, that tigers into climbing is coming up again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a gift that keeps on giving. News. Okay, this week we've uh, been blessed. <laughs> the, uh, the the NRL gods have, have blessed us, and we have uh, numerous... <laughs> Commandant Lassar. There are many, many stories to talk about this week, but um, the f- the first one, and there's not necessarily in the order that they occurred, but uh, the West Tigers have finally uh, announced the other day that Ivan Cleary will take the role of head coach effective immediately, and uh, so he's going to be the head coach there. Well, hypothetically, he's going to be the head coach until the end of the 2020 NRL season. I mean, let's face it, Penrith weren't even a, a side known for sacking coaches, and he got it there. No. 
Yeah. And so, so I mean, he might be there till like three weeks from now at the Tigers. Uh, Especially now it's been well established that it was yeah. never Benji and never Robbie that was the death of coaches. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's coached 252 NRL games at the, the Warriors in Penrith and uh, head coach of the 2015 Prime Minister's 13 and uh, he was the 2014 Dalian Coach of the Year mm. before he was the 2015 arsehole coach straight after the season mm-hmm. <laughs> completed. Uh, <laughs> the biggest Tiger sent us a tweet on this one. And this has just got to be the slogan for West Tigers. Uh, they need to take they, they need to take this on at an official social media level. He's going uh, hashtag uh, cleary eyes <laughs> hash full hearts hash can't decline. <sighs> and um, my buddy Lanier, he used to do that before manly games. He said, "Yeah, the whole clear eyes full hearts can't lose thing." Yes, but yeah, can't decline. I love it. So look, I think it's it's a uh, it's a very obvious move. I mean, I'm not sure that anyone was surprised that it actually happened. It's been the been the scuttlebutt that, that he was the front runner, front running contender yeah. for the role, and probably the one that they really desired the most. And uh, looks like the the numbers and the attitude test and the you know the game plan and everything worked out, and yep. uh, he got the job. Uh, Look, it, it probably suits him well. Like it's within driving distance if he wants to go and see a real half play. Yeah, well, he signed until 2020. I mean, and uh, look, there's there's every chance that, you know, in two years' time... Yeah, there is. After he's been fully realised his potential, <laughs> that he moves over to the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that chance. Um, yeah, what's a contract worth in, in the NRL these days anyway? Exactly. You can work um, any time you like, really. Yeah, so um, if, if he decides to do that, good on him it's just up to to Penrith and the club to make sure that their location is a more preferable one for him to be than the Tigers are as a Penrith fan are you feeling like still like uh, like a, like a month ago you would have been like yeah fucking who cares if Cleary signs for the Tigers I mean you know Nathan's going nowhere oh, it, it's not that Nathan's going nowhere yeah I'm just so over and you gotta remember I'm coming from a place where I went through the Matt Elliott yeah saga when player power ruled at Penrith yeah and I am now firmly of the belief, and, and this might even cover off another news topic so we don't even have to fucking get into it, that there is no one player that's bigger than your club. Yep. And, you know, you, it, it's not worth getting bitter about an individual yep. um, be, because they choose to go elsewhere. If the club's good enough for him to stay and he's happy and it's, he's part of something that's working towards success, yep. then you assume he'll stay. If he wants to go and play under his dad... Who, you know, yeah. What nothing's going to stop him, so there's no use being bitter about it. So yeah, yeah. Mm. It's funny chatting that, like the start of the year, she's like, yeah, whatever, it never happened. Yeah. But then now this week, she's kind of like, hope he doesn't. <laughs> so yeah. Penrith, Penrith fans shaking the cord. We- now the thing that did surprise me mm. this week was uh, immediately, almost after the West Tigers have announced the press conference for the Cleary business, all of a sudden Des has signed up, <laughs> re up for two years. Yeah. There's no, there, there can't be any. I don't think there's. I don't believe in coincidences. No. I don't think. I, I, I sincerely believe that the Bulldogs at least spoke to Cleary's people, and until that decision was made that he was definitely signing with the Tigers. Yeah. I don't think they definitely. As much as they want to say shit on their press, on their press releases that you know. Oh yeah, he, he has their full support to the end of the season. Did you did you see see the um the the press release from the from the dogs? It's the driest shit ever. This is how it goes. 
This is uh, from Railing Castle. Des is a proven coach. His record over the years shows that, and we are extremely pleased that negotiations have resulted in Des remaining at the club until the end of the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. This contract extension builds on the last five years of growth within our football program, and Des is looking forward to the next two years. And Hazler's quote was, I have been extremely happy here at the Bulldogs. The club has great history and tradition and an incredibly loyal fan base. I am pleased that I have been able to reach an agreement with the club and extend my contract until the end of 2019. That speech is like the one that the ISIS guy wrote and makes you read out before he cuts your fucking head off on YouTube. Fucking Wright brothers were proven plane builders. I'm not flying to fucking Sydney in anything that uh, has their stamp on it. It was just so funny. It was just so, like, formulaic and and lacked any real... That that was written by somebody, and there was not a single legitimate quote from anyone in there. That was like, this is what we're saying... Do you agree? Yes. It's a press release, yeah. <laughs> That's it. But, you know, you get you get people that, you know, Des Hazler's usually a guy, you know, he says, he says some quotable shit, as we've seen in press conferences. Yeah, spot on. I'm, I'm not saying he's got the greatest personality in the world, but he certainly has more than than, than that. That was just the driest shit ever. Yeah. And, um, gee, Bulldogs fans. Yeah. Hard to come back from some of the tweets, really. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's been sacked Des for weeks um, now. It has been. Uh, again it's this really fucking tough situation where the the coach the coach is in the unenviable position of pretty much being able to be sacked yeah with very little repercussion you sack a coach you've won of his five year contract you've got to you've got to pay him out they've got to cough up but I mean it's not money that prevents them from signing another coach at high dollar value or any players or anything like that and then if your club runs out of money you go crying poor to the NRL and they'll bail you out they'll top you up no problem so you know so yeah, well, good for Desi, I suppose, and uh, you know, good for Ivan. I mean, we will see anyway. And the other bombshell, you know, bombshellish uh, thing that happened this week was Cooper Cronk uh, press release. Uh, sorry, a press conference uh, the other afternoon, saying that at the end of this year he will uh, be leaving the Melbourne Storm. Mm. So he's uh, 33 years of age. I think he'll be 34 at the end of the year. Did and it work out? It'll be 34 at the end of. Next year, I think he's well, he's thirty three now, isn't he? So yeah. when I don't know when yeah, I don't know when his birthday is, yeah. but uh, look, he's played a lot of games, over three hundred games for the Storm, uh, second on the all time games played list behind Cam Smith, and uh, two hundred fourteen wins asterisk ranks as the third most of any player in NRL history. But I mean, any Melbourne Storm player that tries to that Cameron Smith, I mean that that happened this weekend, didn't it? The yeah, game that was a yeah. He became the the number one, you know, wing. Um, Winning, winning player. This thing. Which seasons did they get bent over? In the, they they got bent over for two thousand six, seven, eight, yeah. nine. Look, it, it'd be so. Re- there's at least. It'd be really nice if seventy five wins there. You you'd want to put an asterisk. You know it'd be on. great if we knew someone in the legal industry who could start a class action to challenge against it because yeah. the definition of a win is a game where your team, you know, is awarded two points permanently. Oh, and those, and those, uh, well, yeah. you know, that permanently thing is, in, is you know, we assume. <laughs> but yeah, they, they were, you know, were they, did they just lose the, the, the grand final, the, you know, the, the premierships those years, or were they zeroed off like they were in 2010? Hmm. Mm. Fascinating. Yes. Fascinating. Uh, so yeah, look, you know, there's no denying though that Kronk's been a fantastic player for the Storm, and fuck, it's a big thing. The, the 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 big the big three broken up, yeah. and they're actually unlike the big four. They're actually a big three that has uh has results on the board. Yeah, look again. It 
it puts a whole lot of other shit that's happened in rugby league in a, a pretty shitty light sometimes. When he's come out and gone, I have a partner, yeah. and her career is in Sydney. For her to, to flourish, yeah. I need to be in Sydney. Yeah. It's more than likely going to be my move after football, something yeah. in the media. Yeah. And so I need to move to Sydney. He so didn't... You, so you reckon he's going to play next year? I have no idea. I'm asking you, what do you but, think? Do you think he will? He may not. He no. could he could walk straight into into broadcasting. Yeah, he's already you know dipped his toe in. Yep, you know, definitely. So, so he could just do Australia. It just depends but, how, how much desire. I mean, that's the thing for him. He's won everything at an Australian level. He's won everything fucking yeah. more than enough. And what, what keeps level. you going? He's won. He's finally won a legitimate premiership. But he's he's not doing this whole. You know, I'm going to go somewhere, and you know, uh, he could have a twilight year in Brisbane. Yep. After Hunt and Milford piss off. Yep. Um. And oh, all of a sudden, I'm homesick and need to be with my family or my partner's yep. family in Sydney. And fuck off. he's just put his cards on the table. Yep. You know, um, how many how many clubs would take him for one year though? Or or two? I think I think he's, I think he's got two years. Yeah. He's not he's not like Billy Slater. like that dude's busted. Like he's you know. You'd want him to rule himself out of origin. This is going to be Billy Slater's last year, right? Mm. So, well, that's like yeah. a, a big change is coming off the storm. I mean, Billy Slater, they're kind of prepared for. But, uh, yeah. not Kronk. Yeah. If he ruled himself out of origin, and if you had a young half yep. who was perhaps a shit cunt millennial that thought the world owed him everything. If you got him in there at the Tigers, it'd be one of the best things you could do for those little shitheads. Yep. But, you know, whether they would or not, whether he would. It's another thing. I mean, it's, it's also it's tough to, to go from a, a side like the Storm that wins all That the time. would be the truest test of our theory of players leaving the Storm and and declining. Well, he can't, well he's kind of loaded. It's, it's loaded to lose, though, because anything less than, you know, grand final appearances is a decline. No, but when we say that, we're talking about player performances. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know? so, so is he the same Cooper Cronk yeah. outside of the Melbourne Storm system? Yeah. yeah. I hope he does play now. I need to get Robbie to turn around and come back for that. <laughs> you know, the Panthers. Yes. No strangers to disciplinary issues, no matter how they sugarcoat them for the media. But we've had another one, and there's very little to say about it. Mm. However, Pedahiku, Waka Blake, and young Matt Moylan yes. will be playing Reggie's in the Intrust Super Premiership against the Newcastle Knights. On Saturday this week, they've been dropped from the Panthers NRL side following a breach of team protocol. That's all the Panthers team has to say on that matter. I'm concerned that, like, the mayor of Newcastle fucked Anthony Griffin's wife or something. Because <laughs> he wasn't satisfied that we put 40 on their first grade team. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the word is what they went out and pissed after the game in mm, Melbourne. Yeah, it... Again, I'm I'm not unhappy with the decision. I'm of the firm belief that there's certain things within your club need a fair level of discipline, especially if you're the skipper. Such a Melbourne thing, though, too, because now they're going to have deconstructed careers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, again, there's, if there's one thing that Penrith will do well with, it's more youth. Well, it's so, true. And who's coming in? Who's coming in now? Uh, young Edwards. Oh, Young Edwards, of course. And the young, young Wateni Zalesniak. <laughs> <laughs> And the um, curiously named uh, Young Old Field. <laughs> um, but, 
it it's the sort of thing that if, if it wasn't, you know, they weren't out punching on or making dicks of themselves or, or anything. And let's 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 face it, like Matt Mallon, he's he is, I would say he's indispensable, but he's a very important member of the team. Yeah, he is. Blake and Hiku, like you got so much backline cover out there. I mean, they're, they're, more. those kinds of fucking those they are interchangeable. Yeah, but see, we've lost. You got like Peach. twelve guys you could throw in there. Yeah, we've lost Peach. Two. We've lost Moylan. Yeah, Moylan. Yeah, we, there's we, only so many fucking Watenis, Lesniaks. There's like six are, of them. There's like that. There's this, you know, the cloning facility. You let them out early. <laughs> they come in all fucked up, and you know that. <laughs> Like um, Luke Burgesses of the Denny Salesnick family. Yeah, um, I blame it all on Peter Hiku. I've said from the start we should have gotten rid of him. <laughs> he's uh, he's 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 played more internationals than any of them. Free up fucking cap space, and you wouldn't be leading him astray. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty fuck. He'll uh, he'll be he'll be off to the Tigers anyway, most prob. Yeah, but um, no, I I applaud the decision. I applaud the way it was handled by the club. I tell you, when you do one of those press releases where you're like, "This has happened," when I say what's happened, but you don't say what's actually happened. You just say they've breached, you know, our our, yep. our rules, and as a result, they've been dropped, hmm. and we'll be making no further comment on that. Hmm. And man, it shuts the fucking news cycle right down. It does because there's not been a lot about it. Well, that, again, Penrith are very good at that, especially when there's player transfers. They get out there. There's really no. Um, media speculation like this shit with the big four yep. it's just this player has asked for a release to join this team we've granted it out of respect for the player and the new club we won't be making any further comments yep this guy's just been extended to 2026 that's it because we fucking retards on this occasion <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah no they, they, they're um, very good at uh, oh he's out there I guess journalists just can't be fucking all the way out there for comment <laughs> I, don't, I don't know but yeah again it, it seems like a long way to go though. they're professional sportsmen yep and and this is what I, I say all the time. There's a whole range of people that are like, oh, well, you know, they should be able to have a beer or have a drink or have this or that for that. Well, no, if it's affecting the conditioning and the rest of the team are adhering to it, yep. fucking pull them in line. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Griffin don't play, <laughs> Griffin don't play no shit. <laughs> Recaps of this week in league is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app with the NRL at your fingertips, news scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate on the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today, and make sure you're following their account at our League Live as well for in-game bants and stats and all the rest of that shit. We talk about the, oh, the good stats. I've got the good stats for you this week, motherfucker. Yeah, go for it. Let me fucking let me let me rock. Out in the league live, got the page there already. You know, you know Am- what time amateur is. stats week. You, you know what time it is, right? Fucking, <laughs> I'll talk about the Uate party. It was a lot of talk last week about, you know, his party not being a proper party and be more like, you know, like a charity fundraiser or you know, for, perhaps for a low level, low level charity. Something like no, nah, the party's the party started. Nah, he's the Uate fucking third cousin's wedding reception this, at this, best. This this week he's he's the Uate party and 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 he can he can be a bukake party. I mean he can go nuts because uh, let me tell you, two line breaks, eight tackle breaks, 147 run meters from 15 runs, and uh, sportsmate actually say he's uh, it's a uh, 
two bomb kicks, one defused. But I think they kicked it about six times, five or six times to him. And the only one that wasn't that he didn't catch on the full safely was one where someone got a hand, like Mitchell got a hand in there and knocked mm. it on into him, and then it mm. went to the ground after that. Flawless under the high ball, and he was clearly targeted. I don't know what he's thinking, because <laughs> fucking hell, like, you got Tafur over there too, right? I mean, <laughs> but Uate, uh, was, it was tremendous, and um, he's loving, he's fucking loving it at Manly. But uh, I'm loving the good stats from Uate Parte. Now what you got? I'm just looking at how his, many, his how many tackles Pen, how many tackles Penrith had in the in the Melbourne Storm twenty meters <laughs> six hundred and eighty five tackles in the, in the Storm's twenty meter indeed uh, yeah and it Look. may it may happen again when we meet them in you know semifinals football if that happens or the grand final um, but I'll be sure to share that with you so you can come along and tag along <laughs> and, and share in in some of young Matt Moylan's yeah. Christ-like light. Yeah, don't think, uh, I think so. old, old, the old Duarte Parte uh, might get another go. Anyway, on to the games in the order that they happen. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 10 to feed the Broncos 7 at ANZ in front of a dismal crowd of less than 7,500. Fucking disgraceful. Uh, the Bulldogs, 10 points came from tries to Josh Reynolds and Brad Abbey. The malign Brad Abbey. He got one of two conversions. The Broncos 7 gave a try to Sam Thiday and a field goal to Kahu making a habit of trying to save the team via the field goal. And uh, Jordan Kahu also the conversion. Making a habit of allowing their halves to avoid taking field goals. They No, it's not it, He's it's not that he's allowing them. It's just like, they're like fucking, they interchange themselves off the field when the scores get tired. They're like, oh, what? Yeah. They can, that's what he's to me for. Yeah. They, go, they, they stand over in, in the wing, so they're not in a viable position to shoot for a field goal. Yeah. It... It, it's that thing when you see someone you don't want to talk to, like they they get mobile phones out and pretend that they're on them. Yeah, yeah. When when the ball comes back, least clutch fucking halves in a tied game situation. Yes. Um, look, the, the rain obviously favoured the Bulldogs. It it was yeah. the, the great evener. Yep, they do love um, that shit. And Brisbane went back to their their more conservative style of play, but I think were much too conservative in in how they went about it. Um, they were in control of this game. From the opening to most of the yeah to most of it, and it's this weird fucking bizarro thing that the dogs do. They have forwards who play like halves. Mm-hmm. They have halves who can't kick, and then they had a guy taking their dropouts who can't kick fucking dropouts. Yeah, and that was what won them the game. Well, that, well see, I don't think it did. It was it. it, it it was just something, it was just one of those shifts in momentum during a game, but it's one that the Bulldogs eventually, finally capitalised yeah. on. And it's one that the Broncos, and in particular their grumpy old man at the fucking helm, that just absolutely yeah. captured his imagination and somehow eradicated all the drop ball and fucking errors and lack of creativity and yeah. lack of being able to close out a, a lead. Um, that, like... He's like, you know, like Jordan Carr, who doesn't know the rules. And what we're talking about is when that, that field goal went like about, so field goal, like dropout went about like eight metres or something, and it sort of veered away from the mm. Dogs players as well. And Carr, who sprang on it, picked it up, dived over, scored the tries. Like, look at me, I'm the fucking man. I'm the shit. Yep. And then like, I know it's a penalty cunt because <laughs> it, didn't it hasn't gone down. Got down, down yeah. I think that Jordan Carr, who knows that rule, I, I honestly believe he does. I just think it was a very tight... Mm tense game yeah. situation 
he saw the ball on the ground with a chance to get to it before the dogs could get could get to it, and he's thought, "Fucking, I can get this, pick it up, score the try, mm. and I am the hero of the and world." Especially because the dropout prior to that yep. wasn't played at mm-hmm. and went over the sideline yes. and cost them possession. Exactly. So perfect storm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think he knows. Realizing it was a, it was a real pressure, pressure cooker thing, and he was thinking victory, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't yeah. quite roll far enough, and uh, that was the end of that. But man, I will tell you, like Josh Reynolds is a player that gets every single milligram of like ability out of out of what he, he rings every fucking drop out of it. Like I don't, he's not the most talented player. No, in he's fact, not. he's not very talented at all. But the yeah. the passion and effort from that guy yeah certainly outdoes people who are far more talented yes hundred percent we've had this discussion a yeah. long time now yeah. um, talent players versus mm-hmm. effort players yep and the ones that are a combination of both are the elite yeah and if you want to if you want to say say you you're measuring them on scales of fifteen mm-hmm. like he's he's two out of fifteen for talent yeah but he's fifteen but that's the thing strong if he, fifteen if yeah. he figured out how to be the guy yep. who is running full pelt for every drop ball and he's making tackles that he really shouldn't be making and this mm-hmm. but get the stupidity out of his game. Stop tripping people. Yeah. Yep. Um the, the the dogs forwards I think really stepped up in this one. You know, especially in wet weather footy. Yeah and all yeah foot. they, and they, they got they copped it all week too, you know. Yeah they like, did. And they, they they showed that you know I think maybe that was another factor with the with Desi's thing. Like they showed that that was a performance where you were that they were putting in yeah, exactly. They weren't capitulating, you know. But they weren't doing anything coach. spectacular. No, you know, no, no. It, it wasn't last year's game where Cassiano's... It's pissing, it's, it's pissing down, though. There's, yeah, There's not exactly. a lot, that much room for spectacular play. But there's not that much more they need to do week to week. Yep. What they did as forwards, yep. that constant roll-on, mm-hmm. when the interchanges came on, there was no dip in it. Yep. That's what they need to be doing. And what the dogs are capable of, even with a half-decent attacking kicker. Yep. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, like a Cooper Cronk in there. Mm. Or a not Mbop. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Stuart Marler, so Thiday's off the nudie run. Someone should tell his jersey it's pretty committed to splitting it coming off him. <laughs> I'll tell you it was funny though how how he found that speed to, to it was a Milford that he pushed out of the way to like jostled shoulder to shoulder with to get Look, to that try. You know me. I love fucking throwing a a a bait out to a Bronco yeah. as much as anyone. But he also outran fucking Diego Montoya. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Montoya had to turn. Though, like, fair enough. Like he wasn't starting from like <laughs> he wasn't on the starting line. He had to turn and run. But yeah, he should have got there too. Uh, the Curse Chapo. I love this. I love this tweet because this tweet is from probably half time. Hmm. It's sad when Alex McKinnon has a better spine than the Bulldogs. Hash Hasler out. Hash a long haired fraud. Yeah, he never really changed his viewpoint though. I've got to say, uh, Voodoo Rock. I think we found our Vuvuzela for the year. Hashtag fucking shit. Like again, once again, you know, games get close, they get yeah. tense, and you and you forget how shit they were, and you know, when they come back. I give that one a pass because it was wet weather, though. You know, it's yeah. even like that. Like it's, it's like you think back to that game between the Roosters and Tigers in, in 2010 finals, mm. and there was like reveres. That's the fucking game. Yeah, hundred minute game. Hundred minute game. That guy, like for sixty-six minutes of that game, was something. Ratchet. It was pretty bad. I mean, yeah. he's fucking them up. Um, anyway, the Saint underscore Orlando 
low game of football between two mud teams in the mud. Should be in the sea or the bin or hell. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie NZ, easy to blame Kahu, but it's the Broncos' cluelessness on attack within the opposition 20 that's costing yeah. us games. Yeah, again, you're in the wet. Roberts was on one fucking leg. Yeah, I wouldn't be panicking too yeah. much Broncos fans. Except at your coach's fucking decision to leave James Roberts out there on one fucking leg. Yeah. Um, Hank Carr, who had to join a press conference. Yeah. So he's losing it, old Wayne. Fucking telling kids to get off his lawn. Yep. GT351 underscore John's. Awesome to get it. I'm, I'm, I'm correcting this on the fly, John, by the way. Can you please proofread your shit? Awesome to get a win. Should have been by more. Made putting up with the wet weather worth it. And life underscore is a underscore thigh day. I tried to stick my fork in the toaster after that fucking bullshit loss, but my power's out thanks to Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> He's on hash Deb Hasler. <laughs> Mighty Manly Seagulls, 18, defeated the Sydney Roosters, 12, the previously undefeated Roosters, 12, at Allianz Stadium. And uh, this one, a crowd of uh, over 12,000, which is an actual grand record for the Roosters. Um, Seagulls, 18, came from a double to Dylan Walker. And uh, Jorge Tafua with a try as well. Uh, we had Dylan Walker, two or three conversions and a penalty. The Roosters had tries two, two dads and Mitchell Pierce And uh, Gordon, two conversions from two mm. attempts. I'll, I'll leave this one up to you in the interest of time. This was a classic game. A lot of people said it was reminiscent of 2013. And as we were talking about, like the the boring or conservative game plan that the Bulldogs employed in the in the Thursday game, it was still <laughs> the same shit weather on Friday. Yeah. And Manly, they were they were chucking it around a bit, and uh, the Roosters were as well. They um, Manly got they got through their sets really well. They and they completed their sets better than they have. Certainly, in recent time, and uh, which is which is pleasing because I mean, there's a, there's an upward graph there in terms of discipline. I mean, the amount of drop balls, like in that Parramatta game at the start of the season, particularly, and the South game, they just they fucked themselves up by dropping it. Like every time they cut it out from receiving yeah. a kick or something, they drop it 20 meters out, and then you know they're constantly under pressure. They've they've got that out of there at the moment. Uh, <clears throat> and the forwards again stood up. Even Nate Miles, that uh, does my fucking head in. I don't know how. I don't know where he's where he's pulled do, it from. Yeah, how do you reconcile being a Nate Miles fan now? Well, it's not a Nate, I'm, a Nate, I'm a fan of every everybody in the Manly side, but I mean, I, I don't I, I don't understand where it's come from. Is it just the is it just terror at losing his position in the seventeen, or has somehow somebody you know in this coaching staff that they've tapped into something that's uh, yeah because he's, he seems he's to make meters, he seems to make meters after. I mean, there's still those times where he gets hit. And immediately goes and face plants it yeah. like for zero meters after contact. But then there's these times where he's actually making some yards. His incline was in direct correlation with Matt Scott doing his ACL. So he knows there's a rep jersey there if he can only be not <laughs> shit. And it's an extra couple of dollars for him. Yeah, but it's Nate Miles though. I mean, like he, he kind of gets it anyway. He gets that position. Yeah. <laughs> like, he gets in the squad anyway. Like even when he's shit, he gets in the squad. Yeah, and Matt Scott's year. healthy. He wasn't guaranteed. Well, this, well, this, well I, I, think, I think this year he's even more guaranteed. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, Scott's so, gone. Yeah, but uh, look, he's going well. Um, the, the DCE and, and uh, Green thing start to, it's, it's starting to come together. Um, Appy's still fucking awful service. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Mm. He's still like we when we're attacking, we score. We look great long range. Like we we're, we're attacking from like halfway. They look great because there's depth to them and everything, and they've got time and space to get things moving. But when they're ten meters out or two meters out, and some guys just falling just short, yeah. and Appy's there from dummy half. 
fuck, shit, shit comes to a grinding halt. Although <laughs> that try that they scored, the first try they scored when um when when Appy sort of held the pass back for for Tommy Turbo, to yeah. through, and then he did that beautiful long ball over to Tafu to score. That's the first time that that cunt's double pumped. Happy I'm doing it. That's Ever. the first time. Yeah. He's, well, no, no, no. It's, 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 it was probably the 48th time he double pumped that game. But it's the first time he's double pumped that it's actually proven to be useful. Nice. <laughs> but uh, it was great. And like Dylan Walker, tremendous. And he's, he's clearly enjoying himself back in the centres where he should have been all along. Uh, his goal kicking never never instills me with confidence, but he kicked a couple of good ones as well uh, mm. this week. And... Um, <clears throat> And showed some good toe at the end there to get the the match winning try. Uh, the one uh, one special mention for the the Telstra NRL digital app though, fucking cocksuckers, right? I'm watching the game on this fucking app on my phone. Seventy seven fifty eight it was, and it just fucking froze. And so I'm like, Can't well, press until, play until there are a thousand fucking tweets to the blue wiggle to say stuff. Yeah. He's getting, a, he's, he's getting a couple, but not a thousand. No, he's getting none. He's getting, he's getting like two or three. That's that people, none. But uh, yeah, it's not, none. not the scheme of things. As the official wealthiest rugby league fan in the country, yep. go and start a fucking Get it digital streaming company mm. and buy the rights and save NRL. Yeah. This thing, I was like, so it was 77.58 on the clock and the, it's froze. I'm like, oh, fucking all right. So I just restarted the app, press play, blah, blah, the same thing. There's an error or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. you can't. So I go over to Twitter to see, you know, if anyone's hit a fucking field well, because Mitchell Pearce was cracking them from all over, and and uh, Cherry tried one, and Mitchell Pearce fucking deflected it, and it didn't get called, and he's got the ball after that, cunts. But, you know, we forget about that when we win. But And then I look on Twitter, and everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't fucking believe it. Like, fucking Dylan Walker. Like, Tell oh. you what, though. Like, least, and I was like, okay, that's all right, we won. At least DC and Pearce wanted the ball in their hand in clutch situations. That's true. That puts him ahead that. of uh, puts him ahead of some other other people who are asking nice. for uh, for large pay packets. Mm-hmm. But a uh, great win, uh, momentum starting to build. Um, I'm st- they're they're playing the way that I imagined that they would in my head when I saw the what the the acquisitions and everything on the off season. It was kind of like because you're you're always looking at things, yeah, you know, the glass half full and everything. Like under best circumstances, yeah. this is how I envisage these guys are going to play together. And this is how this is how uh, probably it's better than I thought they I expected them to at this stage of the season. And it's far better than I expected them to after what was dished up in the first two weeks. But um, fucking, you know, if they can build from this, they don't have they don't have to get much better, really. I mean, that's to maintain this level, and they're in the mix. Um, mm-hmm. But the Roosters previously previously unbeaten this season, and this game took place on March thirty first. So I mean, it's pretty much the the March Grand Final, and uh, they pulled out a great win, an epic Grand Final win to take the March Premiership. <laughs> Despite the Storm being unfair, but that, you know, we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Does tweets, does tweets. Of course, the account from uh, yeah, does when he took all the underscores out of his shit. Yes, so, uh, he's good. He's a good man. Good man, does. This is like the Manly Root versus Roosters twenty thirteen battles without Tubes or the best centre combination of all time, Lyon and Matai. Jack Kelly's fucking going all right too. Jeez, good. Mm. Blue MTS. Manly like an excited bunch of kids tonight. Damn straight. Mario Seegs. All caps, this one. Eat so many dicks, you bunch of latte-sipping cocks. We own the beaches. All right. That's a Cronulla thing, dicks thing. You don't... Fuck. Stop, Mario, stop, stepping stop, up. Stop appropriating the, the sharks. I'm surprised that he's saying that he owns beaches because of how fucking culturally insensitive that would be to the traditional occupants of the land. It's true. It's That's true. A, like, <laughs> you know, there's a fucking crusade. Yeah. 
Blue MTS again. He's a great... He sent the NRL and tagged us in it. Great app, boys. Crash at the 72-minute mark. Shit time, shit app. That app is... Ne- it's never crashed on me until like, the one time I went on needed. There's fucking- so much fucking wrong with that. Have you ever tried to scrub back and watch something again? No, never. No, Can't never. do it. Yeah. You can watch full games and stuff afterwards, though. Yeah, you can, but not straight away. Well, yeah. That's when you watch something on your Foxtel or something. Then no, no it's AIDS. Yeah. Apps fucking AIDS. It's not AIDS. It's kind of like one of the strands of hepatitis. It's like pretty inconvenient, but not fatal. I find. Burns you at the wrong time, like a fucking seventy-eight minute mark of an epic tide game when your team's in the process of scoring the winning <laughs> fucking try. Yeah, <laughs> Lynch Shields. Well, this is an unexpected but pleasing result. Better book my grand final tickets now. Fuck it, we booked our grand final tickets. That's it. Unrelated to this win, of course. But <laughs> Just for the new listeners, have yes. you spoken about the meetup? No, no, I haven't. There's going to be a couple of a couple of meetups this year. Mm. Well. Exactly two, like a couple. <laughs> so there'll be one, one that Sydney people. One for Sydney, one for Brisbane. Brisbane one will be May fourteen, I believe it is. It's a double header uh, at Suncorp. Um, Manly playing um, some losers and um, some other losers playing some other losers, and uh, yeah, and we'll we'll meet up somewhere, probably non-caxed and just like Hotel LA. I think was the yeah the the spot. So we'll we'll do something before then. More details closer to that actual day. Um, and then Sydney, of course, grand final for new listeners. Grand final, uh, it's pretty much... Uh, for the supporters of the show, there's the meet-up at... Uh, meet-up at El Loco. Tacos and beers. Tacos and, and beers and people people getting fucking refused service and some people getting kicked out and, like, shots and and just, yeah. So the greatest pre-grand final party <laughs> in the world, basically. That's outstanding. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's a so thing start, for new So start prepping now. Get yeah, permission. Yeah, definitely. It's great. Ben R forty seven underscore. I'm having a duarte party in my pants. Me too. Uh, at highway underscore. We played one good half of footy all year. It's about time they learned that just being competitive isn't enough. At on a blood buzz. That game had shades of the twenty thirteen matchups. A better result this time. Good signs. I'm becoming a believer. Hashtag all hail King Barrett. Fucking settle down. Paul Mack underscore seventy eight. Blake Ferguson looked really good in his superhero jersey tonight. You could even say hash Fergo rock Spider Man. <laughs> Wow, that is that is a very clever play on words. Yeah, North Queensland Cowboys 20 defeated South Sydney Rabbitohs 6 at 1,300 teeth. Uh, this one, the Cowboys 20 came for tries to Morgan, uh, Gideon Gellamosby, Sean Fensom. Thurston, 3-3 conversions and a penalty. The Rabbitohs 6 came for tries to Robert, ro- try to Robert Jennings and Adam Reynolds' conversion. Yes, the um, it was a pretty scrappy game overall. I'll be honest, I was not 100% focused on this game. <laughs> I found it very easily to be, easy, easy to be distracted by other things. It's South games this year. Yeah, it just yeah. Then it's not. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. It's almost like if you imagine an instructionary video. Yep. This is how you play rugby league. Play the ball. It's like a third party reenactment half. of a yeah. rugby league game. Yeah, it's like if America was on. You know, some person who played rugby league did some yep. horrible things in America and they had him on America's Most Wanted <laughs> yeah exactly it'd yeah, be the dramatic yeah, reenactment yeah, yeah exactly um, the look the, the cows are obviously under strength they've had some pretty shitty injuries early in the year but they're, they're back to that style of footy where if they can just be competitive then there will be enough individual step ups at the right time yep. to get them home yep you know um, Lock and Coots had his troubles and and wasn't flawless in this game, but his forty twenty, yep, was one of them. Uh, Michael Morgan when he um, stopped Sutton, yep, from scoring. 
it's it's that sort of season for them. Um, but by halfway through, you would imagine that they'll come through and, and have a little bit more cohesion. Yep. Uh, they've got some very good strike power outside with that uh, Gideon Mosby yeah. guy. He's just <laughs> fucking fast, but also just has that grin on his face yeah. of a guy who loves he playing just his life. footy. Yeah. He's living dream. Exactly. He's living his dream. Yep. Um, and if you think back to their grand final winning year, yep. they were not a, pre- a true premiership force until you know, around yep. that sort of just after state of origin period <clears throat> and that charge home. It wasn't just so, finals when they really locked in and I yeah. was like looking really, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and Souths are showing Hopeless. very little improvement the at thing, all. And it's, it's more than just the Burgess decline, but it's, I, I don't feel bad for the Burgess, but like Sam is like still clearly fucking trying so hard. Yeah. He's just forgotten how to catch and hold a ball. Yeah. Like he's dropping the ball. It feels like he drops it every mm. fucking time. And otherwise he you know, he looks all right until the end of the, the movement and he's dropped it. Yeah. It, and, like, and it's just uh if you're a fan of South it'd be so fucking frustrating. Yeah. Because not often you get a player hmm. that just drops that, off like that. Yeah. yeah. So when they can lose their level and not be like this amazing fucking, you know, machine, but I, I also, drop it every time I just I fail to see how what's happening at South is Greg Inglis's fault either. You know, uh, you, you put Greg yeah. Inglis in that team, and there might be <coughs> a couple of line breaks or yeah, he might he might pick up a or try some or other two. options. You might pick up a try or two that just happens because yeah. Greg Inglis. Yeah, but that's that's not match winning shit at no, all. No, not any at stretch all. of imagination. So, and they got and like they competed hard for this game to to keep it to a reasonable sort of margin, but they were never winning this game. They weren't. And the Cowboys' completion rate made yep. it look like they were competitive, I think, a lot more yeah. Yeah. than, than South's effort was. So, yep. um, It's funny, the biggest Tiger sent us a tweet that uh, Thurston's now an immortal. We don't need the committee. The try confirms it. And it was the try got disallowed like yeah. a minute later because of the offside. I thought that was, that was funny. Talk about going off early. The uh, <coughs> uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 19, defeated Newcastle Knights, 18, at uh, Reclaim Australia Stadium. Uh, this one on uh, Saturday Arvo. And the Sharks at 19 came tries to Beal, Fecky and Valentine Holmes. James Maloney, two of three conversions, a penalty goal and the ultimate field goal. The Knights, 18, came from tries to Waddell, Elliott and Gagan. And Hodgkinson, three of three conversions. I said this, I think it was... Um, was it when they played South? I don't know. What do you I, say? I think <laughs> I the Knights this year... Their strength and it's fucking completely unintentional. Yeah, is somehow they will drag teams down to their level, yeah, and and be competitive in in that um, fucking sharks and crisis. Look, the sharks weren't good, but they were still so in control and like they were winning this match easily despite that. And then all of a sudden, the knights are like sort of a, like on the board, and then they're mm. a sniff, and then fuck me, they're level, mm. and they're they're a chance. Yeah. And when it came down to that, I mean, the Sharks snuffed them out immediately. Like, the the second that happened, yeah, they snuffed them out immediately. But still. <laughs> but it's it's a couple of weeks that there's been those lapses in concentration yep. Yep. Um, that have let teams back in. Yep. Uh, you're right. And there aren't too many other people you'd want kicking field goals. Yeah. Other than Maloney. In a, in a, in a competition where field goals are becoming increasingly uh, valuable mm. from week to week. Mm-hmm. Maloney's one of the reliable ones. Yeah, the few. 
Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's that thing of the the sharks. I I hoped that after the the humbling uh, loss they had, that there would be a few of those players who would come out and pull their heads in. Yeah. And realise that well, look, even even the worst team in this competition can beat us on their day. Yep. Uh, we we really need to put the effort in. It, it doesn't look like they're quite there. I don't know what what Flano's go is, but he's just been fucking weird lately. Like coming out in the the conference a little while ago, saying, "Oh, you know, I, I make shit up all the time. I tell them this, and it's not true, and it's just to fire them up." And see, that, that, that's old school, though. Yeah, but it's just fucking weird to come out and say, "Yeah, I make shit yeah. shit up all the time." Yeah. If that if that's your thing and it's working, because well now that's a published thing, and so and you know, the players are like, oh, he doesn't mean that; he's just making shit up. Exactly, could be some real shit. So, so the boy cried, <laughs> the boy cried shit. <laughs> so, um, pardon me. Yeah, again, the the knights I think should take out of that that they're happy that they can compete with a premiership winning forward pack. Yep. For any part of the game. Yep. Um, and it was probably a good test for for some of the younger guys as well. Uh, G Campbell underscore 88 losing by one is worse than losing by 40 hash so so brave hash so so dumb hash fuck fuck odd coat that it, was the stupidest thing the end of that game yeah. where like the Knights didn't have a legitimate chance but whatever chance it was it was their last one yep. without a doubt and they get down the fifth tackle and fucking Hodkinson's rucking it up like a, a forward should have been, you know, centering it for him to take, or you know, getting it reasonably close to centre so he could have a yeah. real long shot. Thing is, Hodkinson can kick them fucking. They can and has them. a long boot on. Yeah, him. he can do that. But why is he? It's the last tackle. He rucks it up and then dropped it anyway. I think. Yeah. yeah like, come on, man. This is dumb. Just, just dumb shit. Dumb. Yeah. Like that's that had to be a product of just not keeping up with the tackle count. He wouldn't have done that knowing. Surely wouldn't have done that knowingly. You know, he would have mistakenly thought that there was a tackle. But even then, if that's the case, why why would he be playing the fucking ball? Exactly. To who's who's kicking the field goal? Yeah. You know, just does my head in dumb shit like that. Cattle dog blue. No justice. Don't expect to win, but forty percent possession. Refs just expect to have to penalise bottom teams. There's a forward pass before the field goal? Question mark. Oh, you can't talk about the ref or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And and I strongly despise. <laughs> This this concept of refereeing that a team's getting fucked up, so go easier on the decisions. Fuck that. Mm. Referee the game how it is, man. I don't care. Yeah, we all know though that there in these close yeah. games, the whistle goes in the pocket. <coughs> yep. Except for blatantly obvious yeah. things like for every field goal that's ever been attempted, yep. there's an offside player. Yep. Um, for there's been forward passes. There's been a whole bunch of shit. It's yep. it's unfortunate. Um, but it's not exclusive to this game. No. Billy Boy 887 Fuck, good effort, night. The good effort, in quotes, Knights lost. Again, six wins since April 4th, 15. Three versus Tigers, two versus the Titans. Pathetic. Fuck, is it? That's fucking very... Wow. That's embarrassing for every team mentioned in that tweet. Yeah. All three of them. So, yeah. That's a philosophical puzzle in itself. Hmm. If you're Jesus, Jesus, lean though for not like I mean I knew it was bad, but when you see it laid yeah. out like that, that's that's fucking harrowing shit. Mm. Like that, that's worse than Tigers in decline. That's like that's like the Knights never was. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, K 
Canberra Raiders 30 defeated the Parramatta Eels 18 down in Canberra. Good crowd, just under uh, 18,000 there on the Saturday afternoon. The Raiders 30 came from tries to Soliola, Croker, Austin, Leilua, and Kotrick. Four or five conversions to Croker and a penalty goal. The Eels 18 came from tries to French, Jennings, and uh, Casey Pritchard. Gutho, three of three conversions. Now, I'd say I, I really liked the Raiders' opening stanza. Yep. They looked crisp, they looked sharp, and they really seem to have settled into that style of football that suits them. Yep. The big men were rolling forward, and the guys out the back weren't taking too many silly risks, yep. but they were taking advantage of the space they were provided. Yep. Um, I like that Papali seems to be going and looking for work a lot more mm-hmm. now that I've seen him in the past. Yep. He really seems to be, you know, even if it's not on his side of the field, coming in and yep. trying to get them out of trouble or when he sees a retreating defence going in and bringing in centres yep. to tackle him. And I think he's going to be a real key if they're going to be successful later on in the year. Um, Rapana is, you know, back to his freakish try scoring uh, or try setting up brilliance and Austin yep. is, is everywhere he needs to be interestingly enough you know I, I threw it out there at Austin for the New South Wales number 9 yep. and the, the main argument that came back against that was oh I'm not sure of his defence in the middle Yeah. now he didn't defend for 80 minutes at number 9 in this game but he's tackling at 94% yep so it, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'd, I'd still put him there. It's not like you're suggesting to put uh, James Maloney there. True. Or Mitchell Moses. <laughs> Where it's just like not even a warm, warm body. It's like putting a fucking traffic cone there. <laughs> like the guy will see it. <laughs> like t- t- Tony Carroll would be at home watching that going, damn. Um, I'll tell you what though, with his Mitchell Moses to Parramatta thing, I mean... It could be worse things for his career than having like someone like Bo Scott fucking bodyguarding him. Yeah, like it actually would probably work. But uh, Parramatta, for for their part, showed some some fair resilience. Yeah. That at that stage, Canberra were all over them, and and it looked like it was going to be another big scoreline that Canberra had put on yeah. for the last couple of weeks. But for them to get back in, and it was obviously a mixture of them focusing and Parramatta uh, Canberra's strange fucking game plan of second half snaps fade outs yeah um, but they were right in this game they were but they're still they're, 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 they're not right and then Parramatta let Parramatta yeah, down yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're not right in the head which yeah. is weird because they, they were looking the good the early, the, you know, the early couple of games this season mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you talk about a drop off you talk about yeah. Michael Jennings yeah. Like, yeah and I'm a big Jennings fan yeah. have been you know happy for him when he went to East happy for him when he got a gig at Para. Um, but that fucking Gandalf legend. <laughs> I don't know where the motherfucker can't pass left and, and he's too embarrassed to tell anyone about like, it. Like or, Zoolander thing. Um, but especially when you got fucking, like, there are some people who you're not going to put, pass on outside in certain situations because yep. you just know they're going to get bundled in. Yeah. There aren't too many people one on one that Semi's not pushing over the line and, and at least yeah. having a chance you, of putting you, the ball yeah. down. You're gonna you, you're gonna pass to him to see what happens because yeah. remember, like the year before last, that was their entire fucking strategy. Mm-hmm. Pass it to Semi. Yep. And it was kind of like it wasn't like Hayne in 2009, but I mean it was like the next best thing. It was like pass it to Semi and like nine times out of ten something that you know something that happened. Exactly. He just so, make it happen because he had to. It was the only option. Yeah. But uh, but on on the note of wingers, that fucking Cotric kid looks good. Does very good. Very impressive. No shortage of those motherfuckers, that's for sure. Mm. King Levius 
why do they allow people that can't even clap in time to have the cool shit like weed and fireworks? <laughs> hash unco fucks. Hash big green spastics. They really don't do that Viking clap any justice. It is pretty fucking sad. Yeah, I was, I've, I've, I've been trying to um, to find... Um, yeah, there's, there's so many fucking football teams around the world and that, because uh, Killer's playing soccer, I'm like, well, who are we going to fucking align ourselves with? You know, because I'm very mindful, I don't want to just be jumping on the fucking bandwagon of, like, you know, the you know, you could whoever wins every fucking game. Enjoy your kid's sport and not yeah. tie yourself to... Well, I know, tie yourself, but... Atlanta United in the in the American in American League just started this season their first season. Okay. And owned by the same guy that owns the Falcons, like the, the Mr. Blank, the owner of Home Depot. Yeah. And um, they had I saw a thing come up on Twitter like a, a Viking clap that would happen to theirs, and it was just fucking immaculate, crisp, yeah. and like cause it was like a t a. You know. T and it was like I was like wow, the Canberra motherfuckers could learn a lot from these guys. But American soccer is gateway soccer. Yeah, exactly. So you start following that team. And then eventually you'll have fucking Ronald Dano, McDonald O jerseys. Well, they've got these, like, Real Madrid's alternate jersey for, come out last year, I think, is, like, purple with, like, white stripes or something. I don't kill his, like, favourite colours, purple, and so I was like, fuck, that'll be the one. But, uh, created by our friends at Adidas. Fuck, it's no wonder fucking <laughs> Real Dad left. But, yeah. We've devolved into fucking soccer jersey talk. Hey, Real Dad was fucking big on the soccer talk. His head did look like a soccer ball. Yeah, no, but Jack's Jack's put like, two good years into soccer. So it was there was there was a couple. No, of but he was good on the, on the kids' soccer. Yeah, this thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, believe me. He's not talking oh. about fucking supporting. No, I'm talking about just like something you know, just like to get the kids. You to becoming support. a ticketed member to the. No, 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 it's, no, no, enough. Yeah. Right, and don't and don't don't even dream that we're going to attend a live the, game. That's not. That he's you not got playing. a fucking Brisbane Raw sticker on your car. I oh, saw. The, it. the only time I'm going in to fucking watch a Brisbane Raw is if his team's playing at halftime on the fucking field. <laughs> Let's not get fucking carried away, all right? Um, Voodoo Rock. Thirty minutes of yay, how good it is to play great. Then fifty minutes of yeah, that's fucked. Rubbish footy. The joys of being a para fan. Para fans, but the thing is, para fans they do not enjoy. They they do not deserve to have any joy in their lives because they're para fans. Yeah, I find that to be one of the truest things. Well, we aren't the worst. <clears throat> yeah, hell, so yeah, that they don't know shit. You don't that even have whole, a stadium. That whole, that whole three three team fucking huh. reach around competition to see who's fucking owns the West like it's something worth owning. Christ, the fucking heartland <laughs> of rugby league. <sighs> Your fucking purple helmeted soccer jersey loving <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, and speaking of people getting owned in the West, Melbourne 28 defeated the Panthers Panthers 6 down there at the Rectangular Stadium. It was funny, someone sent us a, a message on Facebook or something. I think they worked on the. <clears throat> I, I got the. I can't remember exactly, but I think it might have been like, you know, like in an architectural sense yeah. on the stadium. And, um,. And then when it when it when it went to be called uh, Amy Park, they 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 were calling it the Korean housewife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking beautiful. Oh, nice, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> a crowd of just over fifteen thousand. I'm sorry, I apologise. I can't remember who sent me that message, but I fucking laughed. Uh, Melbourne Storm twenty eight uh, double to Goon Goo Goo Chambers Cronk and Addo Car. Addo fucking Car. My goodness. Mm. Uh, three five conversions to Smith and a penalty goal. Uh, Panthers uh, try to Tamari and a uh, <coughs> conversion to Cleary. Mm. Yeah, look, it, this was one of those nights. The the Melbourne Storm were obviously the sort of team that after the performance they put in against the Tigers, even though yeah. the, the Tigers decline and they got the win. They happened. Still, they were there was obviously repercussions. 
from that first the, half. The, they were going to be, <clears throat> you know, harder to break um, than than any team yeah. that anyone will come up again for the next ten seasons. Honestly, the Melbourne like this this game, there was no one was going to fucking beat them. No one at all. Like <laughs> Penrith threw so much at them, like, so much, and they had they had nothing. True. Like, they their defence. What are my feelings on the storm are well documented, mm. but that defence was like the best fucking regular season round defence yep. I've seen years, maybe yeah. ever. And the the thing was though, what the Melbourne Storm are, it's not just that they had very very good defence; it yep. was that they were well drilled in our attack. Yeah, that's the difference between the Storm and a lot of the teams. And the issue was we were going side to side to yep. side. To side, but that shit works for you on it many does. Times. But Melbourne have clued on that if the ball starts going left, it will end up on the left wing. Yeah, and if it starts going right, it will end up on the right wing. And the only times we looked like scoring was when we didn't follow that pattern and they yep. couldn't predict where it was going. And that's yep. when Tamari went over the line. Uh, we bombed two tries. Two or three. Yeah, um, three yeah. you know, drop balls over the line or <laughs> or just stretching out and and they're those ones that in you know, if if you're out and the ball is at the right height yep. and you ground it then that's a try. But if your hand's just too high then gravity takes over and it's it's yep. a knock on. Yep. You you can't rely on those to win your games. No. So I really hope that the halves took out of that that there needs to be a little bit more variance. And to play what's in front of them. They're young. People have got to remember that Cleary and Martin haven't played a lot of football together. Everyone's going on about how Penrith are, are premiership favourites. It, it basically may as well be a new halves combination. Yeah. You know, Martin was out injured for most of last year and Cleary only had half a rookie season. Yeah. So they're still learning what works and what doesn't work. Um, defensively, for the most part, we were good. But then you get those gaps of laziness and that's when Adokar's going to run. 80 metres yep. and score on you. So, um, and that shit was ridiculous. Like, I mean, that that was such such a crippling fucking... Yeah. Was, if this was Mortal Kombat, that was the fatality. Yeah, like, you, the, Penrith had, like, 50 sets in a row. Yep. I didn't look at the stats, but I think it was 50. Oh, no, it, it's... 50 sets in a row from 10 metres out, and... The, you'll see some tweets from like people complaining about the refereeing. Like, no, fuck no. Melbourne Storm they 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 summed it up amazingly. Like they it was, did. It was it was they 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 prioritised the integrity of their line over conceding a penalty. Yep. And whenever they were on a tackle, they were just looking to see if they were set. If they were good, they let them up. If they weren't, they just keep them there. Yep. Penalty. Who cares? We're straight. That's again. it. And it was just. And that's the thing. It's also you know a factor that Penrith are, and it was like you were saying about Manly. We're a much better attacking team. From further out. 20 metres, 30 metres, 40 metres out. Yep. We'll camp on your line all night. Yeah. But, you know. You don't really have that big forward crashing through off short ball thing. Exactly. Down yet. Yeah. Um, but th- that won't happen. I-, I saw a couple of people mention that they the refs need to start sin binning and this, 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 this. It won't happen. If that shit's no. going to happen, they talk about it before the season starts and say, we're going to have a focus on this. And it's not, and and it, you know they can only, they, they can sim me and they go, oh look, if this keeps happening, I'm gonna, you know, but that's not gonna happen. And it's not a professional foul mm. to you know hold a dude down and tackle a little bit, you know. So 
it's it's perfectly within the rules. And you know what? They're putting themselves at a disadvantage doing it. Well, they, they can up sin, set. They can sin bin them if the referee believes that they are intentionally yeah. giving away penalties. But it's really hard to it's really hard to prove that too. I mean, you can. They don't have it. to prove it. No, but they, it, it's really hard. It's really hard for them it's to categorically say they're doing that. NRL law and order. No, it's not. Fucking but they have. But they, no, but if they're going to do that, oh, if they're yeah. going to for it, then they've got to be fucking sure. And you think that it's a team like Melbourne Storm? You're never going to be sure that's happening. No, but again, all they have to say is you've had three penalties down here on your line. Yep. If you give an, if you give another one away, I'm going to sit the person down. Yeah, but you that's, know, you know what they do then? What's that? They knock a pass down. They don't have to give. Yeah, they, yeah, think, yeah exactly. They, have, they didn't give away a penalty every time. They knock passes down. They do definitely hundred percent. Well, so, yeah, but what uh, I'm saying, I, I agree with you yeah. that because it wasn't stated by the NRL, yeah. it's never going to happen. Yeah. At least this not, season. No, and Melbourne Storm on the side. They're they're not going to be ones to get caught in the act. Like they've, they've they've been this rodeo way too many fucking times. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't know how to get away with shit. Chin cunts. <laughs> but man, it, was, it would have been yeah. I mean. Absolutely helpless shit for like like Penrith to get fucking waterboarded. In that oh yeah, no, like, it's, it's just happening, and you could just see they bust their asses and they were looking good for you know forty meter periods of the field. It's like, and then they just got down to that end bit. And, and again, and that's the sort of thing that, that the young team will build on. They'll do that. We'll be completely crushed by. Nah, not demoralised. No, they're so confident they don't need two of their best players next week. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we, they're resting it. Yeah. It's like the Australian cricket team. Yeah, exactly. Giannis underscore Mateus. When did Marvel start purple cheating cunt man? Mm. It's weird how they mixed them up this year. Like, you know, like the Cowboys of Thor and the Storm of Thor. I mean, it makes a lot more sense for Storm to be Thor, but... Yeah. Yeah. Cody Girdlestone. I don't often watch the Penrith Panthers, but God, Nathan Cleary is pretty to watch. Hashtag run TMC. That ain't happening, motherfucker. Cassidy Aiden. Now he's he's been a listener for a very long time, mm. but fuck, he's he's he, and the storm have been good for a very long time. One premierships even in that time, but fuck, he's just started to gronk off this game. He decided mm. to start there. So where's this so-called up tempo Panther attack step, Dad? Well, the up tempo attack was diffused by the Melbourne Storm defence. You're watching the fucking game. And then you see him, he starts you like, you know, yeah, get these fucking, yeah, the Penrith are done, get these fucking bums out of here, and he starts oh. <laughs> tweeting shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Leroy Brown. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, yep. I'll, you know, we'll talk, and after, you know, Cronk leaves and, and this, we'll see how, yep. how chippy you are. Yep, yep. <laughs> Leroy Brown, 1978. Doesn't matter how much the refs are trying to fuck us, you're not getting through our purple war. Go to the storm, stop us if you can. Listen, the rest didn't try fuck you, dude. No. That was that was pure strategy on your part because you backed your line at you know when it was straight and set, and uh, you know well done. That that tweet is akin to a fucking honey farmer wondering why he's got red marks all over his fucking body. Like <laughs> un- under- understand you fucking yeah. You, you this is this is a situation in which you place yourself. Yeah. Understand the inherent risk in that. See you, Spur. Manly like defence from the storm tonight. Keep that up and they'll go places this season. Uh, Hammers. Imagine being seven years into your five-year plan and all you have to show for it's a frozen milkshake. <laughs> That's one of the greatest fucking tweets <laughs> to this show ever. Mm. It's true though, right? Ain't like a, you know, I mean, even, you know, people can, Bulldogs fans can talk about fucking Desi's five-year plan, but I mean, that five-year plan delivered two grand final appearances and five final appearances. Yeah, it did. And his five-year plan at Manly, the one won the premiership 40-0 in the fourth year. 
But see, Penrith is the cradle of civilization of rugby league. Our five-year plan is to do with much more than the NRL side. You do, you're, you're doing cave paintings. It's about shit. building a centre of excellence with our own money instead of having to scab it from the fucking taxpayers like the other shit-cunt Sydney teams. It's about a junior nursery where the next generation of superstars are coming from. Why does the next generation of superstars go in there if they don't never win nothing? Answer? That fucking they sentence won't. hurt my head so bad. Was that a triple negative? F- fucking, the young, brilliant players are going to choose the centres of excellence provided by Manly and uh, I believe the West Tigers are looking Manly doesn't like. have a centre of excellence. Manly building one, Pens are building one. No, they're fucking not. Yeah, they're building one at the, at the Brookvale Open. At fucking Robin. best, you're going to have the Instant Scratchies Community Hall. They have a centre of excellence. You fucking sponsorship sluts. Hey, sponsors are good. You guys are fucking sponsored by fucking Centibet. Bitch, what are you talking about? No, we're not. We're sponsored by Pepper Money. You were sponsored, were sponsored. Yeah, were, in the by past. By Centibet, motherfucker. We saw the error of our ways and moved forward. Sponsored by Pepper. These these motherfuckers are going to be like... They're going to they're gonna leave cunts destitute in about two Look, years. <laughs> they're not exactly a payday loan company. <laughs> but... They're not exactly a... <laughs> Um, yeah, they're the, they're the type of sponsor that thrives in an area like the Western Sydney. But I'll tell you what, uh, yeah. fuck you, Hammers. Let's move on to the next game. I'll tell you, I'll only get me one of their frozen milkshakes down at grand final time. Yeah. <laughs> hope they come closer to Sydney. I'm not going to lay fuck out the Penrith. Nice. Just to get a frozen milkshake. Why? <laughs> because just to get frozen, frozen fucking oak. You want to be... You want to be the greatest fucking frozen milkshake on earth for that, for that trick. <laughs> there was too much fucking confusion when all they had was frozen coke, because they just thought it was ice and coke in the one cup. <laughs> just <laughs> Mario Siegs. Normally, I say this only sarcastically, but Jay's team really were so brave. They were fucking brave. Warriors twenty-eight defeat the Titans twenty-two at Mount Smart. Um, Crowd just over 10,000. Fucking sort yourselves out, Kiwis. Uh, the Warriors, 28, came from tries to Johnson, Fusatua, Tuvasa Shek, Foran, and Hoffman. Mm. He, uh, Sean Johnson, four or five conversions, and the Titans' tries came from Copley, Vito, a double to LG, and uh, Taylor, three or four conversions. Yeah. So, Hammer's a frozen milkshake after, you know, seven years of a five-year plan. Doesn't look as bad when you compare it to losing to the fucking Warriors, does it? Yeah. I'll take a frozen milkshake, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Penrith have got a five-year plan. I mean, the Gold Coast have got fucking no year plan. I mean, the plan, they don't know what plan is. They've got a 30-minute dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which usually happens after that that cool, crisp fucking blast of the brain that, that ice delivers. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, the, the Warriors' <clears throat> spine showed some glimpses of what it's capable of. Yeah, not really. But, um, but it, I think... The, their best levels in this game should be their worst performance of, yeah. of the season, you know, and and you'd be happy with that. Uh, yeah, Luke's. I, I don't think ever going to be the Isaac Luke of South Sydney. He's like the Isaac. Yeah. Like it's it's like the Australian dollars and New Zealand dollars. <laughs> He's like turned into like the budget Isaac Luke, and it happened. I mean. Credit to the Rabbitohs for for seeing because mm. I didn't see it. I thought, yeah, he's going to be fucking great over there. Yep. But you know, Sean Johnson would blow up. But he's he's been very disappointing. Yeah. And that's what's so fucking weird about why the Burgesses are still there. Yeah. 
If the rabbits are just so good at dumping cunts right before they think, fucking tiger it. Yeah, I think the Burgess one was just... I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's almost yeah, like they had some genetic thing that just kicks in at a certain... Like a timer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the... The Warriors were... Again, it, it's this Rocks and Diamonds and it was in the one game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in control and it looks like, okay, well, maybe they're learning and they're playing together and they're playing for each other. And then all of a sudden they let in, it was, you know, what was it, four tries in... Yeah. In, in, and LG got a double. It, yeah. It just wasn't... The Titans then looked like they were in control of that game. Yeah. And everyone was expecting the Warriors would crumble and, and run home. But fucking injuries. Titans are, the Titans are struggling very hard under under an injury toll of which the you and I are very familiar yeah. <laughs> with our own teams. Yeah. So uh, I do give them credit for you know having a bit of having a bit of heart and a bit of fight to them hmm. um, through through and in game injuries as well you know like reducing bench numbers and things like that which are you know, it's one thing not to have your full, your full complement of guys to choose yeah. from at selection time. But then, you know, to lose guys during the course of games as well is especially, you know, difficult. New combinations are hard enough. Yeah. But to have out-of-position players on the field mm-hmm. for long periods of time that can't get replaced, that are used to not... They're not used to playing 80 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Um, that, that's crippling. Yeah, um, exactly. But suck shit, Titans fans. <laughs> fucking joke of a club. There's your frozen milkshake, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Curse Chapo. So it seems Foran does care more about a football team than he does his kids. Ash deadbeat dad. Voodoo Rock. I'm sure Foran's kids enjoyed watching him on TV. I feel we've opened the floodgates to this a little bit. King Levius. Yes. Warriors. Hashtag Warriors Prem 17. Just need to improve our defence. And handling. You reckon he gives them manly grand final DVDs and that counts as visitation? I don't know. Warriors Prem 17. Just need to improve our defence and handling and discipline. An attitude. Oh, fuck it. Hashtag Warriors Prems 18. <laughs> Magpie Warrior 95. Easter came two weeks early with a Messiah resurrecting the Warriors season from the dead. Hash four and the difference. Hash Kiwi spine on fire. Relax, yeah. son. Giannis underscore Mateus. If the Warriors only played wheelchair rugby teams on grass for the rest of the year, you still can't guarantee an undefeated season. <laughs> The St. George Illawarra Dragons 28 to feed the West Tigers 6 at ANZ from a crowd of just over 13,000. The St. George tries came too. Uh, it was a hat trick to Nightingale and it should have been four really. Mm. Uh, Lafayette with another one and uh, McDonald with one. We went at three or five conversions and uh, a penalty goal to Lisa Almao and uh, Tigers try to uh, Kevin Nagama. Uh, conversion to Mitch Moses. That's it. Fucking Nightingale is officially now the world's youngest old man. Yeah. Turn back the fucking clock. Yeah, I mean, you know, a a lot of it was like wingers, winger finishing gifts. You know, like yeah. But but I mean that that what that shot then then there was that movement after he'd scored three tries already when Lafay sort of tunnel balled that ball back. I mean, if he had actually the play before that or whatever, he he was he could have he was up in support. Could have played passed it straight to him and he was over. Like yeah, amazing to think. I mean, that's that's. uh, that's Kevin Nagam for mm. you, man. Oh, that's always no for out there. The poor cunt. I mean, he's not usually the world's worst defender, but man, he does have trouble when he's uh, when he's left to you know, hung out to dry by his guys inside. He has a lot this, of trouble figuring yeah. out whether he goes goes with them or 
you know, hangs out. And in the end, what he does is just that he just places himself there on a platter to be like, you know, three on one or yeah. two on one or whatever, yeah. you know. But so, just, he's just a little bit indecisive. But no, we were talking about that before. A, a good team, though, will yep. look at those defensive deficiencies and say, well, okay, we need to fix this. Yeah. Uh, do you fuckers need to do extra training or what to do? On our it's, style of defence, it's for, for this for this situation. I think it's just it's just one of those base. He does not fucking trust the guy yeah. the guys inside him. Yep. And so, but, but then, but having that, could you remember there was there was a game with Manly last year as well where they just fucked him up as well. Like, yep. It's just because he had like Mo, like you know you know when you get someone like Moses hanging out there, you, you know, yeah, he, you're right not to trust him. But but again, you've got Moses, yeah, Nagama, yeah. And then you got an offer out there. Yeah, they're not known defensive players. Not as no. solid and he's strong yep. and, and close to the line. He's fine. But what I'd be asking as a Tigers fan is why wasn't something done to improve that structure? Yeah. Why don't they know what they need to do in given situations? Mm-hmm. Why isn't you know if you've got somebody as talented and you know positionally capable as Tedesco? Why aren't you looking at what other teams are doing successfully and bringing him up into the line to have that extra body there? Yeah, it's like just, you, yeah. you look at what Darius Boyd does for the Broncos. Yep, it's, it's something. But the the Dragons are just doing very simple things very well. Yep, they're just playing good quality core rugby league, mm-hmm. um, and the the Tigers just didn't didn't look to have any sort of structure or or future in mind for their plays. They're still doing that. We, we need the miracle play Yeah, every single pass. Um, the, they had more possession and a completion rate north of 80%. And they could only bust through. And for playing game. for the, you know, potential potential slots under a new Ivan Cleary regime. Yep. Which they surely, you know, if not confirmed, they surely knew it was going to happen over the yeah. coming weeks. You That's know? it. So... Be very interesting to see what sort of game they play this week, and it'll yeah. all be put down to Master Coach Ivan. Yeah. Um, but I wonder what the result of this game would have been if Cooper Cronk announced he's leaving the storm the week prior. Yeah, and people knew they needed to justify their fucking wages a little bit more. Sharky Day forty four. Poor Tigers fans hadn't even had a chance to lube up before the Dragons started pounding raw dog style. Devonhead, big four aren't even worth a happy meal on today's performance. Hashtag Tigers in decline, of course. Mm. Uh, Saguna, the sad thing in all this, the Tigers are only two points outside the top eight. You need to fucking slow your roll, Saguna, because, I mean, yeah, they might be two points outside the top eight, but they've got, like, a negative differential in there. The last couple of weeks, they got, like, fucking minus yeah. 90 on there for again, so yeah. it doesn't matter if they're fucking last. <laughs> yeah. And the only new fans you're getting are superstitious Asians because you're on negative 88 for and against. Yeah, and ab- absolutely busted for and against for the year five weeks in. Yeah. So, yeah, there's time to fix it. But geez, a fucking long mountain to climb. I mean, there's still a lot of fixing to be done. Yeah. So it's the you know you can't have yourself that badly fucked after you know such a short time. You, you don't even have that usual Tigers luxury of a couple of forty point wins early on in the season. Yeah, exactly. You're blowing that already. Yeah. One so. eyed Tiger. The NRL consists of fifteen professional clubs and a bunch of disorganised park players who get together once a week to kick a ball around. So, I'm fucking. Where's your Saguna story, Saguna? Yeah, fucking Saguna. Rusty Hardup. Hashtag Tigers in decline so much it hurts. This amount of emotional abuse can only come from a club that produced Matt Lodge. 
in brackets, shit cunt. Look, you guys didn't produce Matt, L- Matt Lodge. I believe he came out of the Penrith Junior System, didn't he, before he went to the Storm and never appeared for the Storm, I think. He came grade. out of... And then he came halfway he through. He came out guys. of um, Blacktown. He was like, he was like Black, is, he was Blacktown. They're yeah. a manly feeder club. Well, no, now. But, I mean, he, that was... But yeah, which, they are, no, they, no, but it wasn't club. workers. It was, uh, it was the other one. No, it's it was a patrician, uh, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't workers. Yeah. So it was actually the Penrith, uh, the Penrith one. Yeah, we and, keep uh, the fucking shining human beings like young Matt Moylan and put the shit cunt, one punch killer supporting fucks elsewhere. It's <laughs> a Melbourne, but then I remember then the rumor was that he got sacked mid season from the Storm because he threatened to threatened to punch Bellamy or something. So he ends up at the Tigers. And that's when, uh, you know, he goes and, you know, today's it's, it's nice and let you die. Yeah, you know, like, all, all this tongue-in-cheek stuff. Yeah. But I would seriously be fucking concerned about the mental state of your coach if he's hiring someone who is known to have threatened to punch Craig Bellamy in the face. Obviously has fucking problems with authority. <laughs> he has problems with pretty much... He obviously he has problems with Germans. He has a problem with German females. He has problems with, with children and families. Yeah. Living in New York City, has problems with Americans. <laughs> like it, as much as you know, the, again, the the point's been made very clear previously. But this is one that I would really be fucking concerned that. Yep. You know, is he thinking clearly? Yep. Get your head out of your milf and fucking. <laughs> uh, Josh Hill, two thousand two, embarrassing Wests. Cleary won't be an overnight solution to a club that scored less points in the last four rounds than they did in round one. Mm. Uh, Cody Girdlestone. Beautiful win by the boys. Gritty defence and only let the one try in, which was off a lucky error for them. Uh, Frogmore. You know it's a good season when you've had more coaches than wins. Okay, once again, we welcome back Nat Sinclair, the total package. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great. I can I'm imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my, my, my mood has improved 1,000%. I can't <laughs> believe, what, like everything we spoke about being really unlikely but possible to occur over the past few weeks has happened with Manly. Yes. So I feel like at it the has. end of today's little chat, we probably should talk about how, oh, you know, they might go close but not quite, and they'll probably go win again. Oh, <laughs> uh, grand, grand final ticket's locked in. <laughs> it's, very, it's very exciting. They played so well. It's such a good game, um, the Roosters Manly game. Um, they played really, yeah. really well. So it's really nice to see, actually. I'm, I'm happy for you. Not so much my own team, but um, if you can, you know, yeah, well, just that, one, yeah. luck to what us. What did you make of that game? Um, oh, honestly, of, uh, the, the first 70 minutes, it was like, to me, it was like edge of your seat. Like, it was almost like we're playing in the yeah. finals game. That was how intense it was to me. Um, I just haven't seen pressure like that in such a long time. And the, like... 10 minute long last tackle options and all that sort of thing it was so exciting to watch um, but then you kind of you know when the first time they got the ball in about half an hour and they run the field and score a try it kind of just showed that um, Penrith um, as much as you know we're improving and we're okay we're not in that top you know 20-15% of teams at all at the moment um, and I guess that's something we're going to have to work on because it's just been kind of haunting us for the past season and a bit that yeah we can yeah. get it done against the lesser teams or whatever but then as soon as it comes to you know a really competitive team we don't quite have the 
you know, stamina to get over the line there. So um, it's frustrating, but hopefully we can work on it, learn from it. To be fair, though, like that, that Storm defence is probably the best regular season defence that we've seen it, in, like, forever. Well, I said afterwards, like I said... that one game display mm. was nuts. It was crazy. Like, they, I said somebody, like, we probably would have scored about 20 or, or 30 against any other team, given that confusing yeah. passage of play, play that we were doing, and it really tricks a lot of teams. But um, they really showed, like, I was, I was saying, I hope our players can at least come away from that and they've seen that in the flesh and they can learn from it um, and they can you know see what they did and try and mimic it a little bit because defence yep. wins premierships and they showed exactly why yeah for sure sure massive desperation I've never yeah. seen anything like it for quite a while yeah it's great um, and now of course we just had some breaking news this afternoon uh, that that um, well, first of all, this, this morning that, that Luke Brooks signed, no, re-signed with the Tigers yep. for what I would have thought would have been, what I would have thought would be a fair price, but I think probably less than what he would have yes. thought a month ago. Absolutely. And um, and in this afternoon, uh, the, there's talk that, that uh, Mitchell Moses is going to the Eels next year, but wants to have an immediate <laughs> release to go to the Eels. Oh, it's... Um... So, it never ends, does it? Really clears, it clears, it clears, it kind of clears the decks at the Tigers for a halfback. Yeah, and, um, you know, Ivan Cleary's just come on board. Yeah, and... stop! No, <laughs> you know what? I actually didn't find it um, coincidental that Brooks signed for an extra two years, and that's when Nathan's um, contract finishes at Penrith as well. I've already got yep. my boss in my ear. Obviously, like we're the main sponsors of the Tigers. Every time he sees me, saying, "I hope you're enjoying Nathan for the next two years," um, and it's it's <laughs> making me paranoid. I was so confident at first, and now it's you on Twitter and my boss. It's just making me so paranoid. But um, you know, I think it's um, Luke Brooks resigning. I know that he's probably the the least favoured out of all four, but at least he's shown some yep. commitment and good on him. Um, and as Ivan said at his press conference on Friday, he said, we just want team, like players that want to get on the bus. And if Luke has yep. shown that, for whatever reason it may be, good on him and hopefully they can start, you know, um, putting some effort into his development and, and trying to stick with him. As for Moses, you know, what do you do there? If he wants to go, like, they yeah. can't not have him this year. The Tigers can't let go of him because what the season's gone. Um, yep. It's just, it's tight. I don't know, as a teammate as well, what what I would think and I know they're all very close-knit there so um, I guess it's disappointing isn't it um, yeah, whether yeah, we're hearing the full story or, or whatever's going on but to me it sounds like a little bit of a tantrum move um, yeah. but it's oh god it's interesting let me tell you like yeah, we're, only get, we're only getting the real the really real opening shots at the moment too so I mean probably yeah. by, you know, this time tomorrow we'll know heaps more about it well, the, yeah but, the, um, I saw it from Danny Wyther on Twitter I don't know how credible like I think he's okay sometimes um, but he said um, that the Tigers um, Ivan reviewed their offers and put across significantly lower ones as Luke Brooks' team. I heard 300,000 less yeah and um, and then he's basically being like well I don't want to take that and then he said I want an immediate release and they've said no and pulled his offer at the same time so he's really gotten himself into a little situation there um, <laughs> so yeah it's interesting to see what like the true story will be coming out but I guess we'll just have to wait and see Yep. Okay, and that one actually, I mean, talking about the Cleary, we had a De Niro, D3NIRO, <laughs> sending us through a, a tweet, and he asked you about how long until he follows the old man to Shitsville, and uh, so I guess potentially two years uh, I, is the tempor- temporary answer. I guess it, it depends how we're going, um, I think, in that two-year two year period. If, if Penrith, uh, I know we're signing everyone left, right and centre at the moment, but you'd have to think about locking him down for a little bit longer, because I think he's shown that he's definitely a future, um, he's someone that's definitely good to 
to revolve the next 10 years around. Um, so if I was Penrith, I would be looking at increasing that again um, to, to guard against that sort of thing. But if I was Nathan, I'd be waiting around to see, you know, are we going to deliver on our, our potential that we showed last year or is it going to be, a, you know, close enough and a good enough thing for the next two years and then you've got to really think, where do I want to be? So yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah, we had a De Niro. Since we since we we kind of got to his question by ourselves today without yeah. <laughs> just just natural. His other one he said was uh, is James Roberts the laziest, most overrated player in the NRL? Oh, he's up there, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. I think I think there's got to be la- there's got to be lazier ones. Oh, there has I mean, to there be. are guys that have shown shown single seasons of laziness, like you know your your Dave Taylors yep. and um, yeah, there's others. You'd there's have to say the Burgess big, boys big, as well, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, you know, this year especially. Being yeah. gifted with the size and the skills that they do have and pretty much turning up with shit every week. So Especially the twins. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, so I like guess Sam kinda yeah. still tries. Like it feels like he's trying, but he's just got hands like feet. And yeah, <laughs> hands like feet. That's exactly right. But um I guess it's there's nothing more frustrating than a lazy player because you know, you see them be brilliant and then you see them not give a shit. Um mm-hmm. and, and put in no effort and then you see the ones trying their hearts out and not quite getting there every week so yeah he's up there yep um ben r47 underscore he said uh, have you ever met gus and if you have what's he like in real life oh look i've briefly met him you know a few times as you do like being in the same place for so long um he's he's just like he's on tv i guess um he's um quiet he um just goes about his business he's very like all-knowing you know when he's there you can just see him absorbing everything and um i think he's got a good relationship with the players so that, that's a plus i think he's a good mentor for some of them so that's what i've seen of gus very good very good we, we, you know obviously it's, it's different for the people on twitter because he deletes his account oh yeah he's like yeah, it's, he's quite different yeah yeah definitely I, I know every time things start to go a bit wrong um that happens but i think he I, i've seen him a lot around the place just having you know really good chats with the players and i, I think he's um i know i i saw that he went and um practiced with nathan at training one time just him and, and him and nathan and and that sort of thing's really good i think for them so i think he's a good so like a father figure out yeah. Sydney as well so yeah. he's out a father father figure where where there's where you know, these, these kids don't have fathers <laughs> well hopefully they do have fathers <laughs> and thus you know i sincerely hope all our players have fathers <laughs> <laughs> i really do and i feel sad if, if they don't <laughs> Yeah. Uh, at Fat Harry, uh, he he asked who picked the music for the segment, and he's loving that song at the moment. And I was like, I picked that one. And I did. Oh yeah. It was long and hard over. What what music am I put it? Yeah, you know, it's got to sort of fit with everything else we do. And <clears throat> so I ended up picking um, yeah, City of Angels by uh, the Distillers. Love it. And uh, that is the one. And um, <laughs> there's some objectionable questions this week. Okay, great. <laughs> first, 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 before I get to them, though, I'll, get to, I'll, get, I'll do those two last. But we had one from Aussie Chuck Bravo, which is not so much a question, but a comment. And he said, by round seven, Ask Nat will have had more airtime in 2017 than Jason Taylor had on field. Oh, wow. What a, that is true. I feel good about that. Yep. <laughs> I'm yep. doing better than a first grade coach. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jason. Pay for Jason. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, poor Jason. Don't, don't, don't. Save your tears. <laughs> he deserves nothing. <laughs> True. Um, hey, Sam Warden said, uh, how do you reconcile working as a lawyer while simultaneously stealing so many hearts amongst this week in league listeners? God, I, what do I say to that? I nearly, vomited, I nearly vomited reading it out, to be honest. 
I don't know what. Oh, I think they're both equally important jobs. Let me say that I'm just as dedica- dedicated to both. Um, <laughs> so he's talking more like, okay, so what about like, is there a conflict of interest? Oh, between what takes more of my attention or? Between, well, just between being a lawyer and thieving. And thieving. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what oh, he said. Gosh. Stealing of the hearts, I think. Oh, dear. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> That's creative because it went right over my head. So well done. He's outsmarted me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I had another one, and, uh, uh, a friend of mine at Aussie Blackwell on Twitter mm-hmm. asked me to to put a question to to you this this week on the show, but uh, I'm not sure where he um where he actually specified what it was because I couldn't find it. But I remember the gist of it was, what are your what are your feelings on Star Wars? My feelings, on, you know, what? I've never watched any of them. I don't know. I hope that's not disappointing to anybody. <laughs> Think, but I've never I, watched I, any I think, of them. I think you may. I think you may have just ended an imaginary relationship. So, oh, <laughs> it's okay. I'll work on that over the weekend. I'll have a marathon, and then I'll be able to come back next week and give you all in-depth analysis on Star Wars. Cool, because there's only because there's only like eight of them, and I mean, you know, you, you're working full time and stuff. Oh, and, it's going to be and, fine. It's going to be. I'm starting my breaks. Yeah, It'll so be just fine. Who needs sleep? I've got yep. Star It's all good. <laughs> by the end of the season, it's probably something you should work on by the end of the season. Okay, yeah, I'll give myself That's that time frame. Goal. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Excellent. <laughs> all righty. Thank you very much for your time again. No problem. And uh, pleasure as always. And uh, yeah, talk to you again next Sounds week. Sounds good. See you then. Previews, okay. First up, Broncos take on the Roosters. And uh, this one, Broncos are unchanged as far as the 17 are concerned. Uh, Cody Nicarima comes into the 21, but you know how that goes. Um, mm. The Roosters, Dylan Knapp is injured. So uh, Isaac Loost is going to start. And uh, Kane Evans onto the interchange. And uh, then they brought in uh, Vuna Kessie onto the, uh, into the 21. To make up the shortfall. Look, this is an interesting game. This is a tough one to to pick for me because the Broncos clearly underperforming, mm. but they're kind of they're, they're kind of performing at a great level for at least for either full games and just coming short, or for you know most of games. And you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're they're kind of you know playing fairly well mostly. Mm. Um, the Roosters were undefeated until they obviously met the unstoppable team of Destiny Juggernaut last week. So. You can't, yeah, you can't really fall for that. That was a hard-fought game, and it was tied until the last couple of minutes. Um, fuck, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's. I guess if anything, it's a it's a test for the Roosters to see what they're about because Mitchell Pearce is terrible at Suncorp traditionally. Most of that's been in Origin, but mm. it's not a happy hunting ground for him. And uh, <clears throat> the Broncos, obviously, you know, reasonably safe recently at home, so it's it's a tough one. Are the Roosters that undefeated real deal that they were until last week? They're pretty. They're predicting rain Thursday. Okay. So I think if it's that that sort of light shower that doesn't do much but make the ground a little bit slippery, yeah, um, that that won't have much of an effect. But if it's if it is really heavy, um, the the way the Broncos played wet weather footy last week, I, I don't think sees them winning this game. And the Roosters played uh, fairly expansive. You know, they they didn't mm. mind chucking the ball around last week yeah. in in very wet conditions. So. It's just tough. I just don't know which version. Of, I don't. I just don't know what to believe about the Roosters. But um, mm. look, I'm just going to go the Broncos at home, and it's strictly it's just because it's the Broncos at home. Um, yeah, I'm just not a massive believer in the Roosters at this stage. No, I'm not either. 
But having said that, I wouldn't be surprised if they went, yep, and came out and played a strong, solid game like they did last week. And because sometimes 80 minutes of that's enough to get over these Broncos this year. Yeah. Look, there were a couple of Roosters players last week who were reminded of who they are. Mm-hmm. Like Tupu was reminded that he's not a state of origin quality winger. Yeah. Um, letters, letters was fucking, you know, when you're getting done by guys like Nate Miles. Yeah. And uh, Uate even on the, on the yardage. So. Yeah. The Knights take on the Bulldogs in the early pub o'clock game up there in Newcastle. Mm. Why the fuck are Canterbury getting all these early games? I don't know. Look, I think if, if it's... Uh, I think Canterbury uh, have proven that they can uh, grind out a game. The Knights only yep. play well in in patches. So... I think Canterbury will be buoyed by last week. Yep. I'm looking for more. I just wonder what the what the impact will be having Mumbai back in there with... Uh, Frawley drops back to 20 in the 21. And um, he surprisingly went very well last week. I'm not sure... I'm, I'm, he He... Garnered some repeat sets for mm. the dogs. I'm mm. not, yeah, and you know, do they lose that ability now with them by back or? But it, oh, look, it, it's pretty fucking simple. If your kicks high enough, and not all of all these kicks were good. No. But if you give that big dogs pack time, they will pin teams back on their line. Yep. And make them work it out for five tackles for twenty meters. Yep. But you got to give them the time to get there. Yep. It, it's pretty simple equation. So I'm no. not dogs without a great deal of confidence. Penrith Panthers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs out there at the Muddy Puddle. The late uh, Friday night game. Look, I think you guys, if you're serious, you know, you, know, you, know, you should fuck them up. However, this is a whole resting thing, and your team's very unsettled at the moment. So you've got <laughs> Peachy with ribs, Moylan Blake Hiku, drunkenness, out. Uh, curfew. It wasn't drunkenness. Edwards. Curfew. Edwards at fullback. Malachi. Yes, he's been described as a um, a young Watanning Zelezniak. <laughs> and I, I like Oldfield. Oldie, Oldie still has, still still holds one, the key to one of the greatest fucking comeback manly wins. Um, yeah, and ever. And, it, it was, and he's fast as fuck. He was the fastest guy in the club at the time when Brett Stewart was like prime. Hmm. So, um, but the you know Ed, Ed was impressed. He's already had a start this year. Yeah, um, yeah, and and is one of those. Well, I am young and fast, and I'll be everywhere. Yep. Even if I'm a couple of places, I don't need to be before I get where I need to be. Yep. Uh, and and I think that it'll be a good chance for Cleary and Martin to really link up and take control of the game. Yep. One of the things we did very poorly last week was try and run everything through Moylan every single fucking play. Yep. Um, and and this will give the the guys a, a bigger chance to work together. And I think we got more points in us than Souths. Look, I'm going. I was going to tip because I think you need it, especially in a game like Souths. Even though you've got these guys who drop for the disciplinary reasons, that that that's academic now. And so when you get to the end of the season, you're looking back on two points that you did, you yep. did or didn't get. You'd have this one penciled in as one you should. Yeah, yes, you got 100%. to get. Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons at Brookie. Mm. And uh, this one's a Saturday afternoon. Good time slot. Um, Seagulls are pretty much the same in the 17, I think. But uh, Darcy Lussick comes in and replaces Sean Lane. Uh, well, they got him in 17, actually. Or 16, sorry. So it looks like he's coming back in. Uh, you know, I'd like to see him in there probably at the expense of, uh, you know, someone like Lewis Brown and, uh, and let Hastings come into the, into the reserves and he can cover pretty much anywhere. You know, in the back line, hmm. and uh, things like you know should need you know should the need arise, but uh, we'll see what happens closer to the game. Uh, the Dragons 
So Nightingale is going to be playing fullback. Nightingale drop, drops back to fullback. Yep. Kurt Mann on the wing. Kurt Mann Aiken on the wing. Aiken goes to centres. Aiken centres. Whip and Nene. Yep. Uh, it Look, I don't. The, the, I think St George have, have played some solid football at times. Uh, you know, certainly during the games they've won, uh, they have been the beneficiaries of, of, of a, a soft draw though as well so far. And uh, I think it all comes crashing mm. down for them in a big way. I, I think this is probably a, a fairly evenly matched game. Both teams are punching well above their weight. If Manly, the if Manly play like they have played in the last three weeks, mm. they're going to win this game by about 26 points. And, and that's, I think, going to be the test for you. Yep. You know, you, you had your big step up against the true title contenders last week in the Roosters. Yeah, well, you know, three... Can you do three, it? Can three you do wins, it again? why not four? Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah. No, I not? think Manly should come away with this one. The Gold Coast Titans take on the Canberra Raiders at Hope Solo Coliseum. The, uh, look... I'm oh. trying to think of any fucking recently discarded players that the Titans can sign to fill their fucking shit injury plagued roster. That's a patched up. There's a patched up lineup, and I mean, as, and, as a fucking paid Titans member, I'm sickened by, by the injury toll. Or? No, but by, by just the, the level lack of professionalism to strength and conditioning in the club. <laughs> Yeah, look, I I I would expect Canberra, like I said with you guys in the South game, and you know Canberra mm. would have this one penciled in certainly yeah. as one that they expect to get the two points, yep. especially a side that's uh, that's actually strengthened with Whitehead returning this week as well. Yeah. So they've been playing well lately, even with the loss to the Broncos, they played well. Certainly, that the level they played in that game was enough to dispatch a patched up Titans side. So I'm going to you know, give Canberra the win here. Definitely, Cowboys take on the Tigers up at thirteen hundred teeth. <sighs> right, mm. Granville injured. And, and, and he's been very good for them this year. Very, and yeah, he's he's been ever since he joined them, he's been great. That's a, that's a worry for me. Um, but you know, it's the Tigers. Who, the, who fucking knows? Is the, be a, yeah, the, the Cowboys did enough to beat Souths. Is this temper tantrum from Moses as well? Is that is that like a destabilizing thing? You know, if he's acting the cunt. Yeah, well, it's it's just hard to hard to know what the deal. You know, um, that's the thing. Is Brooks settled now? And well, Moses Brooks, they still like got they, him. Yeah, they got not li- friends. Well, they got Little John in there now, so I mean, like Brooks is still is still not there. So. No, but like if one of them put a down thumb on their Instagram page, oh, okay, or something. Yeah, you know, it's so a bit of a, a bit of angst between yeah. uh, between the little one, um, young one. Fuck! If only you could coach the mind like the body. <laughs> I'm going to say Cowboys because Cowboys at home is usually a fairly safe proposition, except when they come across the undefeated team of Destiny Juggernaut Manly. Um, but yeah. The, the, the Tigers, the jury's out at the moment. Ivan's going to have a positive effect. Of that, I have no doubt. How quickly he can, uh, you know, get that effect going, that's mm. the question. So, Cowboys for now. Not this week. Yeah. The Warriors take on the Eels over in New Zealand. <sighs> okay, Warriors, same as last week. I, I haven't seen this pegged as the, the grudge match I thought I would. With Forrest, Forrest f- back, walked out on Parramatta. Yeah, true too. Hey, oh, by the way, can you please pay me a shitload of money to leave your club? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm better now. I want to play for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So, true. Um, but I, I think this is a really good opportunity for Parramatta to, to settle themselves. Yeah, get back on track a bit. That's it. How, having said that, though, is the same, same for the Warriors? Capitalise on last week and build. It is, but if you had to put your dick on the chopping block and pick which one of these teams is more likely to stabilise and build, 
Yeah, because Eels played for, for played fairly well for, for a large part of last week. Mm. The Warriors, however, were playing a patched up Titans side and managed to just jag the win. So exactly, I'm going to go the Eels, but I don't have a lot of confidence in that one because you never know. I mean, the, the Warriors do have their run at some point of every season. It's not yeah, enough. They do. But they do have it. Yeah. And was last week the start of it? I don't know. Oh, look, I think their points last week came from a you know some broken field and, and a couple of, of opportunities taken. Yeah. Whereas Parramatta's forwards have been fairly impressive this year, I think. Yep. So I, I think they'll win that battle and go on with it. All right, Storm take on the Sharks down at the Korean Housewife. And, uh, well, this is a, a, a big team clash, grand final reenactment. Mm. Uh, both sides, in, you know, in reasonable form in the Storm. You know, sorry, the, the Sharks last week undoubtedly let those Knights back into the game. Can you... Just when you think they were back on track and then they yeah. had that game last week. But, uh, hmm. How many times do you see this in rugby league, though? A, a team that should flog somebody only just scrape by or lose, yeah. And then the next week step up and come out and look like yeah. amazing. So, yeah. um, fuck, I'd love to be a fly on, on the field and hear some of the sledges Jack Bird gets. Yeah, but his worth and his value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Storm at home though. That, Storm uh, at home. That, that defensive performance last week. I mean, if they can yeah. if they can do something like that on a weekly basis, they, they're going to be very hard to stop until the business end of the season. Yep. And that is full time for episode 249. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, as always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League or also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Um, make sure you hit the like button, share the post around, all that sort of thing. It's great for spreading the word on the show. Uh, iTunes. We have a review this week, and it's, it's a very nice review. I mean, as they, those, as they you know, mostly are, from the old Turtle Killer, Turtle Killer 197 mm. on Twitter that we heard from this week. Five stars, a podcasting genius. I just finished listening to every 2016 episode. Absolute gold, schnitzel gold. Do yourself a favour and listen in. Fantastic. Absolute gold schnitzel, gold hyphen schnitzel. And you know what? Gold. He was able to express what he wanted to put in his review eloquently and with a range of words that portrayed meaning to whoever read or listened to it. Instead of using a shit catchphrase. He's new. He's new. Exactly. He'll be going through and, and gradually assimilating all the vernacular, and I think he's got a lot of X-Factor potential. Fuck off. <laughs> and don't forget, you can listen to us on uh, League Live as well. I like that with the parental advisory thing they stick on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone sent a tweet and said, <laughs> a screenshot and said, you know, it doesn't look really like, that doesn't, is it enough? <laughs> should have that parental advisory thing, the same style with the black bar and the white bar and the black bar. It should just be like, this show says cunt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Docs will visit you. <laughs> yeah. Supercoach, Odie McOat face on top again. Lucky Punks, Ebenezer Rascals, Dingbats, Jimmy Pete's World, that's good. The Journeyman, uh, Reach Around Robbo, Thiday Night Lights, Junior Minson, The Wendells, a lot of familiar names up the top there. And tipping, One Eyed Tiger underscore, he's on top. Again, uh, out, out by himself. Uh, e Rascals, Bend them like Fooey Fooey, Mario Siegs, and Panto, uh, one point behind. And then one point behind those guys, you've got Chimpanzees, Toozy, TBI Dragons, Fabs, and Toto TV. I think it's interesting that One-Eyed Tiger is on top, because he's clearly a Tigers fan. However, my tipping competition success always ebbs and flows with the success of Manly, because I won't tip against my team. Yeah. 
it's a character thing. Yep. Lack of being a shit cunt. Yeah. If one of tiger, he's banking points that I suspect he got seven last week. I'm pretty sure the eighth game wasn't the Tigers one. I'm pretty sure he got hit with a fucking surprise somewhere else. I think he might have tipped East. I think he might have tipped the Broncos. That too. That too. Pretty. I mean, like I think. Like I think I got like five. I mean, and then like I probably tipped the Broncos. Yeah. I definitely tip East, but I probably. Uh, oh, you know, I might have even fucking tipped the Tigers because of dumb fucking. You know, because it's what you yeah. do sometimes when you're fucking yeah. young and dumb. Stay strong, Tigers fans. This is the beginning of. Um you know something beautiful this is the beginning of the next coach you, you can you can put put this season behind you and concentrate on being the premiership force yes next year exactly and um and then you know the year after when you get a frozen milkshake and <laughs> you know how it goes that's it well done talk to you next week later